The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. All right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph Lions College Football. This game is being brought to you by The Wishbone on Del High. Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. Call 330-830-9760. The Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore at 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Murphy's Promotions. Call 330-464-1970. The Mount St. Joseph University. And by JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Mount St. Joseph University football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the stadium for today's game. Teens whose parents drive distracted are twice as likely to also drive distracted. Our children look up to us. They pick up our habits, good and bad. What behaviors are you teaching your children? What distractions would you give up if it meant saving your child's life? Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Schuler Field on the campus of the University of Mount St. Joseph. As this afternoon, we have got college football action for you on UltimateSportsTalk.com. The Lions come home after losing at Rose Holman last week at Terre Haute, Indiana, 35-10 to at 3-3 and on the year, 2-2 and in conference play to take on the Earlham Quakers, who are 0-5, 0-3 in conference play, and they have lost 38 consecutive ball games coming into the this afternoon's game. Tyler Hopperton, the head coach of the Mount St. Joe Lions, says that this is a game that could easily be taken out of control. So some of the keys for today's game for Earlham, they've got to stay in the game. I mean, if they're in the ball game at halftime and heading into the fourth quarter, you give these guys the idea that they can win this football game, and that's exactly what you don't want them to be thinking. And the Lions, well, they've got to be able to stop Wesley Hundley. He is their offensive machine. If he averages 62 yards a game rushing in the final five games, he will break the all-time school record for rushing yards for a quarterback. The Lions also, they've got to return to playing good football. Six turnovers last week. Five of them interceptions off the right arm of quarterback Chayton Tomlin. You don't expect that today. Tomlin, you expect him to bounce back and play a great football game here this afternoon for the Lions as they look to win another conference game. The Lions have won two out of their last three. The last time we were at home was two weeks ago. It was homecoming, and the Lions pulled out a victory over Hanover in that game. Here at home, the Lions are one and two, and on the road, as you would figure, Earlham is 0 and 4 this season. It is just gorgeous this afternoon, and I don't know how many times we have said that on a Saturday afternoon getting ready for a college football game this season, but we have certainly had the gods of weather 
on our side as far as this game is concerned. The games have been concerned. The only time that we have actually had bad weather was the first game of the year in Columbus against Capital, and it rained most of the game then. Earlham won the coin toss, and they deferred to the second half, so the Lions will be receiving... Well, check that. Earlham is going to take the opening kickoff. And so the Lions will be kicking it off here this afternoon, and the Quakers will be receiving the opening kickoff. Lions in their dark blue jerseys, white pants, white numerals in the white helmets, and for Earlham, they're in their all-white uniforms with black numerals and the white helmets here today. Mount St. Joseph is going to be going from right to left across your computer screen. Both these teams are coming in off of losses last week, and that is something that both teams want to overcome, especially Earlham. I mean, when you've lost 38 consecutive games and 43 of your last 45 ball games, you have really got to want to win a football game, and that's exactly what Nick Johnson's team wants to do here this afternoon. Back set to return for Erlen, Marcus Cooper, a senior out of Palm Coast, Florida, and Elijah Bilal, a junior, 5'7", out of Upper Marlboro, Maryland. So Cooper and Bilal are back set to return and set to kick it off here this afternoon in a change at the kicking position. It is going to be Spencer Dufresne, and Dufresne kicks it off instead of Porter, and he'll be taken in by Bilal at his 5 to the 10, right up the middle to the 15 to the 20, and he'll be tripped up and down at the 21-yard line. So Earlham will start it out first and 10 from their own 21-yard line, and out comes their senior quarterback, Wesley Hundley. Hundley, very unorthodox. As we said, he's on a pace to break Manny Myers' 2005 school record of 900 rushing yards in a season. He is number one in the backfield. They go with a conventional-style offense, a fullback, running back, two receivers, and a tight end. You don't see much of that very often, and they also huddle up. Now they're going with the spread to start out the ballgame as we talk about that. Hundley, the quarterback, in the shotgun. Looking over the defense, and the Lions showing some movement on the line. And Hundley drops back. He's going to roll out to his right. He's going to dump it off on the right-hand side to Cooper. Cooper at the 20. He'll be tripped up and down at the 23-yard line. So it looked like could have been a big play on Hundley as he may have been taken down and dumped the ball off. Ends up as just a one-yard gain, and it brings up second down and nine from the 23-yard line. Nick Johnson sends a lot of new players in. As Blake said on the pregame show, they've only got about 35 or 40 players on their roster coming into today. Hundley puts a man in motion. That is Cooper. And Cooper bobbled the, bobbled the handoff on the jet. He takes it up to about the 25-yard line. And that's a two-yard gain. And it will be third down and seven yards to go now for the Quakers. Hundley is the guy as Coach Hopperton said, needs, you need to really keep an eye on him because not only is he the most athletic player on their offense, but he's also the most unorthodox. And he's shown that on the very first play from scrimmage here today. Third and seven, Hundley looking over the defense. 
And he has got a single setback. Clark behind him, a freshman starting a tailback. Dropping back is Hundley. Hundley under a heavy rush. Rolls out to the left. He's going to the left. It looks like he's trying to outrun Applegate. And he gets around Applegate and is knocked down at the 30-yard line after a gain of about five on the rush by Hundley. But it'll bring up third down and about two yards to go. And Nick Johnson says, I'm not going to roll the dice this deep in my own territory. Let's punt the football away. So Jordan Christian, number 14, will come in to punt it away. He's from Richmond, Indiana. 6'2", 210 pounds. And dropping back set to return for the Lions this afternoon will be Troy Speakman. We talked to Hop about Speakman and how well he's played over the past few weeks. Punting it away is Erlen. Sideways kick, and Speakman is going to take it over his shoulder at the 30. Back pedals to the 25. Now back to the 30. 35-40. Comes to the near side. To the 45 and out to the 48-yard line. About a 22-yard return for Speakman, and he did a nice job just to catch that football. And the Lions will have their first possession of the afternoon with 12.35 remaining to go in the first period of action. No score. Lions now. Last week, if you recall, they started Braden Tidd. And today, they will go back with their usual starter, Chayton Tomlin. Williamson in the backfield with Tomlin. Receivers out wide on both sides. Martin is out wide to the left. Mario Brown, excuse me, out wide to the left. Trips to the right. And the handoff to Williamson right up the middle across the 50 to the 45 in Earlham territory and down to the 41-yard line. So, boom, an 11-yard gain for Williamson, his best run of the season. And it's a first down for the Lions. Well, they're going to say, yes, it is a first down. Now I'm watching the referee say the yard markers need to move, and now they will move. So on the first play from scrimmage, the Lions pick up their initial first down. Tomlin, he's going to throw it out to the left-hand side, complete to Brown. Brown inside the 35, and he's tripped up and down at the 32-yard line. Nine yards on that reception, and it brings up second down and a yard. So immediately the Lions... Look like they're ready to go. Now, Brown may have gotten that right leg bent underneath him on the tackle, so he has to leave the ball game. And checking in to Sean Shepard out of Indianapolis, Indiana, a sophomore at wide receiver. Shepard out wide to the left, dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin looking to the right. He's trying to throw it upfield. He's got a receiver in the end zone. Complete! It's Martin for the score! D.J. Martin in the end zone for the touchdown from 32 yards out, and the Lions have taken an early 6 to nothing lead. 11.46 left to go in this first quarter of play. And Tomlin, boy, he looks a lot better than he did last week when he threw the five interceptions. And the Lions have jumped out on an early lead at 6 to nothing. Big, big play for Mount St. Joseph. And Dufresne's going to come in to attempt the extra point. Puts it up, and it is good. There's an official timeout on the field with 11.46 left to go in the first quarter. It's Mount St. Joseph 7 and Earlham nothing. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. 
Well, you can't ask for any better start than what the Lions just got on a 32-yard touchdown pass thrown out to the right-hand side to D.J. Martin. And with 11.46 left to go in the first quarter of play, it's 7-0. Lions on top of it. Interesting change at the place kicker position. Porter is not kicking today. It will be Spencer Dufresne, and he drilled that extra point. Dufresne kicking it off here, and it will be taken in by Cooper at his 5. To the 10, 15, 20, and he's drilled immediately on the play by Nate Stark. What a great play by Sean Sullivan. I'm sorry, Sullivan with that tackle, and he just stuck Cooper right at the 21-yard line. 11.41 remaining in this first quarter of play, and the Lions with the early lead. And the official is coming over to talk with Hop about something off to the side, the back judge. And now he goes back to his position. Evidently, Hop got his question answered. Trips out to the right-hand side for Erlem. They've got two receivers out wide left out of the spread. In the shotgun is Hundley. And Hundley puts Cooper in motion to the near side. Hundley lost the handle of the football. It's loose on the ground. And it's picked up by... Mount St. Joseph, but they're going to say that Hundley's arm was moving forward, and they'll call it an incomplete pass. He was trying to throw that football, and I think he was just going to pump fake, bring it back down, and throw it up deeper. But the ball came loose out of his hand, and Mount St. Joseph jumped all over it, but the officials blew it dead on the incompletion. Clark now in the backfield to the right of Hundley out of the pistol formation with two receivers out wide on each side. Ball on the far hash mark. Handoff. Hundley fakes the handoff to Clark. Runs it right up the middle across the 25 out to the 28-yard line. Gain of about six on the play, and it'll bring up third down and six. Make it four yards to go for an Earlham first down. They were three and out their first possession. And for the Lions, they were three and a touchdown. Receivers out wide again on both sides. Earlham showing a lot of spread early in the ball game when we were told they go conventional. Dropping back Hundley on third and four. He's going to run up the middle. He's going to be dropped at the 25-yard line. Colby Webb there along with Nolan Miller who picked up the sack on the play. Loss of four back to the 25-yard line. Fourth and six. And it's punting time for the Quakers with 10.46 left to go in this first quarter. Boy, it has started out a lot better than last week's game did against Rose Holman when the engineers were up 21-0 at the end of the first quarter. Speakman back at about his own 35 to punt it away. And the fake is in in motion. The punter, Christensen, is going to run across the left-hand side. He's going to pick up the first down across the 30, out to the 35, where he was run out of bounds, and Earlham... Pulling the fake out of their playbook. Pick up the first down on a nice run by Jordan Christian. The punter. And there was nobody out on that far side for Mount St. Joe to pick pick him up before he picked up the first down out to the 37-yard line. First and 10 for the Quakers. Back out on the field is Hundley. Hundley looking things over, dropping back to pass. Pump fake to the left, now goes to the center on a screen pass, and it's complete to his tight end. That being Jason Cothran, and Cothran takes it across the 45, out to the 50-yard line, into Mount St. Joseph territory, to the 48. And another first down on the completion to the tight end, Cothran, his first catch of the afternoon. Hundley on first and 10, now they go no huddle. Quakers down 
Seven to nothing, 9.43 left to go in the first quarter. Hundley looks up the middle. He's going to take off across the 45 into the territory of the Lions down to the 43-yard line. So a gain of five on the carry, and it brings up second down and a long four yards to go for the Quakers. Hundley pretty much does it all for this Quaker team. Spread formation with the receivers out on both sides. Cothran, the tight end, is out now. He Actually, he is slot right. Clark, the man in the backfield, out of the pistol. Hundley looking things over. Play clock down to 10, so a lot of time. Hundley, fake handoff, throws it out into the right, and it is complete to the tight end. Cothran, Cothran is going to be hit for a loss immediately by Tyler Hanna. Nice play back to the 46-yard line, loss of three, and it's third and eight. Just a great play. Tyler Hanna coming up and picking up Cothran from his DB spot. 8.40 and running left to go in the first quarter. It's 7-0 Mount St. Joseph. Third down, eight yards to go from the Lions' 46-yard line. Hundley again with the towel in hand, now drops it, and he'll take the snap from center. A lot of movement on the defensive line for the Lions, and here they come on the blitz throw over the middle, and it is complete to Cooper, or is it dropped? No officials have called anything. Now, finally, the side judge does call it incomplete pass. So it's fourth down, eight yards to go. And the last time we saw the punter, Christian, he ran the fake, and he is not. Coming in, Nolan Miller out of the ball game, and Dustin Applegate comes back in at the defensive end position. So it's fourth down, eight yards to go, and the Lions need a tough defensive stand here. Earlham trying to pick up a key first down in the first quarter with 8.15 remaining. Hundley, fake handoff, rolls out to the left. Backpedals under pressure by Applegate, tries to throw it. Applegate blocks the pass, and it goes out of bounds. And the Lions hold on fourth down, and they will take it over first and ten at their own 46-yard line on a great defensive play by Dustin Applegate. Well, after years in the same location, the Wishbone Tavern moved. You can join them now as they are open just yards behind their past location on Delhi Avenue. They're now in the Delhi Plaza. But only the location changed. The Wishbone Tavern is still serving the best wings and burgers in town and offering you a relaxed, family-style atmosphere. So check out the Wishbone Tavern, now in the Delhi Plaza. They're open every day at 11. Tomlin with the Lions going from right to left at their own 46 and movement on the line. There was some defensive players jumping, but then the left guard for the Lions jumped offsides also. So the movement against the Lions, Andrew McFarlane out of Cincinnati picking up the illegal procedure penalty, marking them back to the 41, so it's first and 15 for the Lions. Tomlin with Williamson to his left, gets the handoff to Williamson. He'll take it back out to the 45, cuts it to the near side to the 50, and down to Erlum's 49-yard line. So it's about a 9-yard carry for Williamson to the Erlum 49-yard line, where it's second down, 5 yards to go. Tomlin, the quarterback. He's going to hand it off up the middle to Williamson again to the 45 of Erlem, and he's going to pick up the first down to the 41-yard line. Nice play by Williamson. Another nine-yard gain and a first down for the Lions as they are moving 
very effectively on offense here this afternoon, something they were unable to do last week against Holman. Dropping back Tomlin on first and ten. He's going to throw it up the right side. He's got Roberts out there. Roberts can't catch it, but a defensive pass interference penalty is going to be called on Eric Bryant, the cornerback against Roberts on that play up the right sideline. Roberts was battling with Bryant all the way up the right side, but Bryant just used a little too much of the arm. So the pass interference penalty. 15 yards and the Lions will pick up another first down. And they'll take it from the 41 down to the 26-yard line with 721 left to go in the first half of play, first quarter of play. Tomlin out of the spread, drops back on first and 10, throws out to A.J. Glines. Glines completed the 20, puts his head down, bowls over a defender to the 15 to the 14-yard line. So another big play for Glines, a gain of 12 and a first down again for the Lions, and they are really moving at will against this Quaker defense. First and 10 at the 14-yard line of the Quakers. Williamson to the left of Tomlin as the Lions going with that hurry-up offense. Snap to Tomlin, drops straight back, looks into the end zone over the middle, complete touchdown! Blinds on the post pattern, caught it right at the goal line, it takes it in from 14 yards out, second consecutive touchdown pass by Chayton Tomlin, this time to Glines, and it's 13-0 Lions on top of it with 6.51 remaining in the first quarter of play. Glines ran a pretty pattern, and Tomlin found it. Now coming in to attempt the extra point is Jerry Porter. Porter back kicking and they put the hold down and the kick is up and it is true. 6.51 left to go in your first quarter of play from Schuler Field. Your score. It's now Mount St. Joseph 14 and Earlham nothing. Are you a small business owner that wants more customers? Of course. What business wouldn't? I'm Dave Mitchell. What if I told you I could help you increase your customer base, possibly 2,000%? You'd wonder how, right? OneCom Media can give you all the details. We can show you how to increase your customer base and give you a great return on your investment for your website. This means more customers, more business, and more money in your pocket. Get more details by calling me at OneCom Media. The number is 513-268-2799. Increase your customers with OneCom Media. 513-268-2799. So two touchdown passes this afternoon for Chayton Tomlin as the Lions have jumped out to a 14 to nothing lead, 6.51 remaining in this first quarter of play. No score from Anderson and Defiance this afternoon. Mount Union over Capital, 14 to 7. Rose and Manchester, no score. Ashland is leading Michigan Tech, 21 to nothing. And Bluffton and Hanover, no score as of right now in the first quarter. Dufresne kicks it off and it's going to be taken in in the end zone by Cooper and Cooper's going to have to run it out. He takes it across the 5 out to the 10 yard line before he is stopped up and down by Tyler Hanna but a flag is thrown all the way back to about the 32 yard line and let's see what that is before we stop play and run anything off here. 6.42 left to go in the first half. At halftime this past week was media day for basketball and we'll get an opportunity to hear from the Mount St. Joseph girls and men's basketball coaches. 
Unsportsmanlike conduct is the penalty call, and that is against Earlham, so that will knock them back half the distance to the goal. Back to the five-yard line, so they'll start it first and ten at their own five. And when you're down 14-0, that is not what you want to have happen. Starting with your backs in your own end zone. Going out wide to the left, Elijah, Elijah Bilal is out wide to the left. And wide right is James Barnes, a freshman, who's in for the first time. Hundley throws over the middle, complete to Gotham, the tight end to the 15 to the 20, and he's going to be tripped up and brought down at the 21-yard line. Boy, nice play defensively. Got to tip your cat to Gavin Edmondson because Cothran had a big gainer there of about 12 yards and could have been more if Edmondson doesn't catch up with it. So the ball out to the 22-yard line. The Quakers get out of the shadow of their own end zone. Hundley, the quarterback, now he's the single setback out of the shotgun formation. Three receivers out to the right-hand side, which is our near side, and to the far side, two receivers. Hundley. Taken on a quarterback keeper right up the middle, and he'll be hit and dropped immediately at the 21-yard line for a loss of a yard by Spencer Kandra. Kandra hitting for a yard loss, and it'll bring up second and 11. Kandra beat his man on the line and just met Hundley right at the line of scrimmage and drove him back. First time we've seen the quarterback keeper this afternoon out of Earlham. Hundley has run it several times, but not in a designed run. Clark in the backfield. Play clock down to 10. Hundley taking his time. Drops back, looks to the left. Now he's going to run out right up the middle to the 25. Cuts it to the near side. Makes a juke inside and then back outside to the 27-yard line where he's stacked up and down by Tyler Hanna and a host of Lions tacklers, including Peyton Williams. So it'll be third down. And five yards to go. Ball out to the 28-yard line is where they've got it marked. With five minutes left in the third, first quarter of play. Lions with a 14-0 lead. Third down, call it a short five. Trips to the far side for the Lions. Hundley, he takes a long time looking over the defense. The senior trying to look for keys out there as to what to do. Now he drops back. He's going to throw it out to the left. It is complete. A nice play defensively by Speakman as he took the receiver, Elijah Bilal, down as soon as he caught the ball right at the 25-yard line for a loss of two. It's fourth and eight and punting time for the Quakers. Great one-on-one tackle in the flat by the Lions. And it's time for Earlham to punt the football away. And Christian, the last time he came in to punt, faked it and ran it around left end for a first down. But on this one, back deep in their own territory, punting it away from the 25 on fourth and eight. You would think he would just punt it away. And he will. He'll right foot it up into the air. No wind at all. Speakman's going to take it in at his 30. Cuts it to the left-hand side, to the 35, to the 40. He's got a lane to the 50, to the midfield, to the 45, to the 30, to the 25, breaks a tackle, into the 10, to the 5, touchdown for Speakman. He runs it back from 65 yards out, but there's a flag on the sideline on the far side, the Earlham side, at about the 30. And let's see what it may be. Somebody coming in off the side, but there is a flag down over on the sideline. 65-yard touchdown run by Speakman. 
and it is the touchdown will count. It's a sideline warning against Earlham. That's what the flag is on the far side. 3.48 left to go, and in this first quarter, and the Lions have done exactly what Rose Hallman did to them last week. They now lead it 20 to nothing, and Dufresne is going to come in now and attempt the extra point. Lions have been very successful on extra points this year, hitting 93% of the PATs that they have attempted. They lead it 20 to nothing, and now the officials blow the play dead. Flags are thrown, and I think it's going to be a delay of game against the Lions. Illegal substitution. Twelve men on the field by Earlham. Into the ball game was Joe Enright out of Melbourne, Ontario, but now he's leaving the ball game, and that puts 11 on the field. So Dufresne, that will penalty will be assessed on the kickoff. Will attempt the extra point now, and he puts it up and drills it right through the uprights. 21 nothing. Lions on top of it. 3.48 left to go in this first quarter. Hey, well, we've got an opportunity last night during the broadcast that we did with Roger Bacon, Stan Hart, one of the Spartan linebackers, was hurt late in the ballgame with about three minutes to go. They had to take him off the field on a stretcher. They put him on the back brace and took him to the hospital. Found out this morning from Rob Rickenbaugh that he is in good spirits. He is home. No problems. Suffered a concussion. And he is resting comfortably at home but has full mobility. So good for him. And we'll be back next Friday night with another Roger Bacon ball game on the air from Fenwick. And we'll be on at 6.40 with the pregame and 7 o'clock with the kickoff as the high school football season dwindling down. Just two more weeks left to go in the season. 3.48 left to go here in the first quarter, and it is 21 to nothing. Lions on top of it, and they have had their way offensively. Dufresne is going to kick it off. And Dufresne from right to left is going to be taken in by Cooper. Cooper at his 6, right up the middle to the 15, to the 20, cuts to the near side, and he'll be stacked up and down at the 22-yard line by Darius Pearson. Pearson, junior DB, comes in and makes the stick. So Earlham will have it first and 10 at their own 21-yard line, and they really have done... Nothing offensively. On that first possession, they moved the football a little bit. Second possession, they had a fake punt that picked up a first down. But other than that, they have had a hard time moving the football after scoring 26 points last week against one of the top teams in the conference, Franklin. 3.39 left to go in the first quarter. Hundley out. He's got Clark behind him in the pistol. Hundley drops back. Heavy rush by Miller. Dumps it off to Clark in the semi-screen. Throws it out to the 25, to the 30. Clark puts his head down. Runs over Edmondson out to the 35-yard line for a gain of 12 and first down. But a flag is being thrown back at the line of scrimmage. And it will be a holding penalty against Earlham. So they finally got something good going on. And they get hit with a holding penalty. So far in the ball game, Mount St. Joseph leading it 21 to nothing. We have no stats available. 
as of right now. Hopefully they'll get that fixed and we can bring you some stats with three and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. Hundley, after the 10-yard penalty, knocking it back to the 12-yard line on first and 20. He'll drop back. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped by Nolan Miller again. Nolan Miller dropped him all the way back to the 6-yard line for a 5-yard loss. He came in from that left defensive end position and sacked Hundley for the second time today. So it's back to the 6-yard line. Under 3 minutes and running left to go in the quarter. And Hundley, it'll be second down and 26 yards to go. They need to get across the 33-yard line for a first down, and they are back at their own six. Hundley, play action. He's going to run it right up the middle, take it to the five, back to the six-yard line for no gain. And it brings up third and 26. Hundley really had nowhere to go. He got the snap, and that was a designed quarterback draw, but he had no place to go as the Lions really dissolved the pocket. Third and 26, hustling into the ball game now for Earlham is Dan O'Donnell. Donnell out of Arcanum here in Ohio. Comes in at the receiver spot. Catherine, the tight end, now moves out wide to the left-hand side as they go to the spread formation. Empty backfield out of the shotgun. Dropping back Hundley. Hundley into his own end zone. Rolls out to the right. Looking up the middle. Can't find anyone. Still going to the right. He's going to be hit and dropped at the four-yard line again by Nolan Miller. Miller chased him down. He's got three sacks this afternoon. And it's punting time for Earlham, and they'll be punting from their deep in their own end zone. Christian pretty much is going to have his heels on the back line of the end zone. 120 remaining to go in the first quarter, and it is a 21-0 Lions lead. Wind, what wind there is, is blowing into the face of Christian. Speakman, who had a return for a touchdown earlier, is back at about midfield to get this one. Christian's going to get the punt away. A low line drive kick that Speakman is going to let bounce at his 40. He'll pick it up at the 42. Right up the middle to the 35, to the 30. Cuts to the left, to the 25-20. Cuts to the near side. 15-10-5. He's done it again. Touchdown! Speakman runs it in for the score. And it is now 27 to nothing. Lions on top of it. Speakman has got two punt Returns for touchdowns here today. One for 65 yards, and that one from 43 yards out. Well, before the game, before the game, Hopperton said that. He was expecting a big game out of Speakman today, and he's gotten it. As Porter comes in and drills the extra point, and we'll take a timeout with 52.2 seconds left to go in this first quarter. Your score is now 28 to nothing, Mount St. Joe. For most military service members, returning home is a joyful time. But when these troops come home injured, it can be the beginning of a long and painful struggle to recuperate, a struggle that can affect their entire family. 
The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes is a nonprofit organization that has put together an array of support services for these heroes. They include programs that help with jobs and financial aid, as well as conferences that can assist them on their road to recovery. The goal is to help our heroes and their families transition back to civilian life with pride and dignity. Our servicemen and women all volunteer to serve and defend this nation. The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes can help you thank them for their sacrifices both on and off the battlefield. To learn more or to find out how you can volunteer to help at a VA hospital, call 1-888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org on the web. Back here at Schuler Field where the Lions are getting ready to kick it off. Dufresne will kick it off up 28 to nothing here in the first quarter of play, and it has been an offensive onslaught by the Lions. Cooper's going to take it in at his six on the kickoff, right up the middle to the 15 to the 20. He's going to fumble the football ball loose at about the 30-yard line, but the Quakers are saying that they have jumped back on top of it, and it looks like they have. So the Quakers already down 28 to nothing, avert disaster. And the ball will be placed at the 29-yard line, and that's where Earlham will have it. Three sacks this afternoon by Nolan Miller. Two touchdown returns for punts for Speakman, Troy Speakman. And right now, if you were giving away a player of the game, it'd be a toss-up between those two. Hundley comes back out leading the Earlham offense, first and 10 from their own 28-yard line. Hundley takes a lot of time in between plays, wipes his hands off on the towel. He drops back. He's going to throw it out to Clark Clark in the left flat, and he's going to be taken down immediately at the 25-yard line by Gavin Edmondson. Second time Edmondson has come up from his safety position and pulled out a tackle one-on-one against a receiver out in the flat. Just an outstanding job by Edmondson. Ball at the 25, loss of three on the reception, and that'll do it at the end of the first quarter as Hundley just says, let's go over and talk with head coach Nick Johnson about this first quarter and head into the second, and that's what they will do. So as we go to the second quarter of play, we switch ends here at Schuler Field. I'm Dave Mitchell. Your score at the end of one, it is Mount St. Joseph 28, and the the Earlham Quakers nothing. Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration. Praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. Dave Mitchell back at Schuler Field where... It is 28 to nothing as we head to the second quarter of play. Mount St. Joseph on top of it, and they have just been outstanding defensively here this afternoon and offensively, picking up everything that they have needed to and more in this game. It has been just one of those games where everything today has gone right. Erlem with the football, second and 14, going from right to left across your computer screen. Dropping back is Hundley, and he's going to dump it off up the middle to the tight end, Cothran. Cothran across the 25, 
to the 28-yard line. Gain of three on the play. And it will bring up third down and 11, make it about 10 yards to go with the ball just shy of the 28-yard line in Quaker territory. They start three freshmen across the front line, and they happen to be the two guards in the center, which is probably the worst-case scenario for a football coach to start three freshmen on your offense. Right up the gut. Dropping back Hundley on third and 11. Rolls out to the right. Gets a good block. He's going to roll. Look upfield. Dump it off underneath to Cothran. Cothran at the 30. Takes it across the 30. Out to the 34-yard line. And he is brought down on the play. Shy of the first down by Julius Fisher from St. Mary's, Ohio. A freshman getting some playing time. Six on the reception. Out to the 34. And it's fourth down. Five yards to go for an Earlham first down. And they'll punt the football away again. 13.50 at halftime. You'll get to hear some of the media day festivities Thursday from the Holy Grail in downtown Cincinnati. Christian's going to drop back and punt this football away from his own 34-yard line. Speakman has got two punt returns for touchdowns. He's going to catch that one over his shoulder. Bobbles it. Picks it up at the 19. Now right up the middle. Cuts to the near side to the 20. Breaks it out to the 23-yard line. Flag on the play. Thrown in the middle. And Speakman will be taken down at about the 20-yard line. Let's see what the flag is. Probably an illegal block in the back. They're going to spot it right at the 23-yard line. And the officials are going to confer and talk about this one. And the way Earlham is reacting, it will be against the Lions. Next ball game for the Lions is next weekend at Anderson, Indiana. We'll be on the air with the pregame show at 1 o'clock. Kickoff will be at 1.30. And it is a hold against the Lions, so that will knock them back half the distance to the goal from the 23 back to about the 12-yard line. And they'll put it right at the 12-yard line. Sometimes I'm right. Defensive substitutions coming in, so the official holding things up for the Lions as they have it first and 10. From their own 12-yard line, Tomlin with Tucker in the backfield. Now, first time he's been out there, they're going to dump it to Tucker off on the right-hand side. Cuts it to the 15, to the 20, up the right side, across the 30, and knocked out of bounds at the 35-yard line. 23 yards on the reception to Tucker. As they spotted him right at the 35, and it's first down for the Lions with 13-16 remaining to go in the half. Now they're going to mark him back to the 30-yard line. So it's still first down for the Lions. 12 yards on the reception. Tomlin with Tucker. Drops back. Tomlin throws a quick hitter right over the middle. Complete at the 35 out to the 41-yard line. Complete on the play. Nick Murphy. Nick Murphy, freshman out of Dawsonville, Georgia. We expected it out of this game that we would see a lot of Lions that normally don't get to play coming in and playing this afternoon. Right there's one of the first ones. Nick Murphy catching his first pass of the year. Gain of right back to the 11 on the play. So it's first down. Tomlin drops back. He's going to throw it up the left side to Roberts. Roberts is going to catch the football at the 22-yard line as flags come flying in. It's going to be pass interference. Check that. That's Glines. Glines going up for it on the left side. Boy, a lot of hand-checking going on. And I believe it's going to be pass interference called against the Quakers, but let's wait and see. 
Blinds did catch the football down to the Quaker 21-yard line. On a big reception. Pass interference. Oh, it's going to be called against Glines. They're going to call offensive pass interference and not defensive pass interference. Boy, that's a tough call when you've got two men going up for the football at the same time unless Glines pushed off on the way up the field. So that reception for Glines, which would have been down to the 22-yard line of the Quakers, will knock St. Joe back. And unfortunately... Didn't get the opportunity to see on the replay here just what happened heading up the field. 12.32 remaining to go in this first half. So the ball, the original line of scrimmage was the 42, so they'll mark off 15 yards on the play, so it'll go back to the 27. 28 nothing. St. Joseph on top. Now it's going to be first down, 25 yards to go for the Lions. And they go with the straight shotgun. Tomlin, the only man in the backfield. Five receivers out in the pattern. Tomlin takes the snap. He drops straight back, looks over the middle. Now rolls out to the left, still looking upfield. Plenty of time, throws it over the middle, complete to Tucker at the 35. He's going to take it out to the 39-yard line. Nice catch on the play. They gained 14 on the play, and it'll bring up second down and 12 yards to go. Corey Hastings coming into the ballgame for the first time at running back this afternoon that we've seen, and Glines is back in. Tucker will check out, and so does Nick Murphy. Second down, 12 yards to go from the 40. Dropping back, dumping it off on the right-hand side. Hastings, and it went right through his hands. That may be a lateral. Mount St. Joseph trying to pick it up, and it's going to be taken away by Earlham at the 12-yard line. That was thrown behind Hastings, and nobody went after it. And the officials are saying, yes, indeed, that was a lateral. And Earlham will take over the football back to the 12-yard line. Tomlin and Hastings... Neither one of them went after the football, and that was a lateral thrown behind Hastings. And it got kicked around, and finally, on the recovery, Cole Burrell. Burrell, a sophomore out of Arcanum, getting the recovery down to the 12-yard line, and the Quakers are setting up shop at the Lions' 12-yard line. This is easily their deepest penetration of the day. Empty backfield out of the shotgun. Hundley. He runs the show, the senior quarterback. Catherine in motion to the near side. Hundley's going to keep it right up the middle to the 10. Cuts it to the 5, inside the 5, and down to the 3. And they'll spot him down at the 2. And he is very close to a first down. They've got him just outside the 2-yard line, so they can pick up a first down without scoring. Second down and about a half a yard to go from the Lions' 2-yard line. Hundley's going to keep it himself right up the middle and the quarterback keeper, and he takes it into the end zone, I believe, and he is in for the score. Two-yard run by Hundley, and it's now, after the mistake by the Lions with 11-18 to go in this first half, it's 28-6. to And coming in to attempt the extra point is Dan O'Donnell. Sophomore out of Arcanum. They do a lot of recruiting out of Arcanum on this roster. O'Donnell puts it up. Line drive. Extra point, and it is good. 11-18 to go in the first half. Your score. It's now Mount St. Joseph 28 and Earlham 7. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. 
built upon 90 plus years of experience in nursing. The Mounts Nursing Programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mounts Nursing Programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. So the first turnover of the afternoon against the Lions. They had six last week in the loss to Rose Holman. Leads to the touchdown by Earlham, and it's 28-7 to now here in the first half with 11.18 left to go in this first half of play. Cole Burrell is going to kick it off for the Quakers. Back set to return is Speakman. Is Speakman, and he will be back there, set to return. Well, now actually the Lions are not really putting anybody back to return. And Burrell's going to kick it off, and it's going to be taken short by one of the upbacks at the 25. Cuts it to the 30, and now he's going to be hitting a face mask, two face masks. Flag is thrown, and he'll be driven back on Trent's Trayon Taylor. Trayon Taylor, a sophomore wide receiver out of Winter Park, Florida, number nine. He got grabbed in the face mask twice trying to outrun a couple of players, and he'll be dropped at the 30-yard line, but the 15-yard penalty will give it to the Lions in good field position. They're going to mark it off from the 29. At halftime, we'll have some of the snippets from the media day at the Holy Grail in downtown Cincinnati on Thursday. So that's going to put it up to the 44-yard line for the Lions. First down and 10 from the 44. Their own 44. Martin is out wide to the left-hand side. And Mario Brown out wide left also with him. Trips out to the far side. Roberts to the near side. Dropping back is Tomlin. He throws it over the middle. Complete to Roberts. Roberts cuts it to the 40. Cuts it to the far side to the 30. He picks up a couple of blockers to the 20. To the 20. 15 to the 10. Inside the 5. And he'll be run out of bounds at the 2. 56 yards on that completion, and the Lions have it first and goal at the Earlham two-yard line. Boy, Roberts did a nice job of just letting his blocking develop and pick up the first down and pick up big yardage all the way down to the Earlham. They're going to mark him out of bounds at the two. Tomlin with Tucker in the backfield. Receivers out wide on both sides. Snap. Goes and now a handoff right up the middle. Taken into the end zone for the score. And that is Darius Pearson. Pearson with the touchdown run from three yards out. So the Lions come back and answer the touchdown by Earlham and makes it 34-7. to Big, big return by Roberts on that pass completion. And then Pearson tops off the... Scoring drive with a touchdown of his own. And Dufresne will come in to attempt the extra point. Now check that. That's Porter. And Porter drills it right through. 10.35 left to go in this first half. It's now 35-7, to Mount St. Joe. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics, 
Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products, pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. So after the key turnover leading to the Earlham touchdown, now the Lions have come back and answered that touchdown and making the score 35-7 to with 10.35 remaining to go in this first half. Hey, don't forget the Lauren Hill Classic is coming up at Xavier University. That'll be on November 11th. That'll be our first basketball broadcast, so be sure to join us then. Again, more information on that coming up later. Dufresne is going to kick it away, and it'll be taken in by Bilal, and Bilal, check that, that's Cooper. Cooper right up the middle from the 15 to the 20, out across the 25 to the 30, and brought down at the 32-yard line. 10.28 left to go. 35-7 to your score. Mount St. Joseph on top of it. And I get the feeling, as Coach Hop said prior to our interview yesterday, that you're going to see a lot of players in this ball game for the Mount that you not normally see in other games. This easily the biggest lead the Lions have had this season. And you'll probably see a lot, not a lot of players out of Earlham. You're going to see the same amount because they only brought about 37, 38 players here today. Hundley, handoff up the middle goes to Clark. And Clark takes it right into the heart of the Lions defense out to the 33-yard line for a gain maybe of a yard on the play. And it brings up second and nine. Carry by number 22, Cyrus Clock Clark continuing to run. 10-12 left to go in the second quarter. Receivers out wide on both sides. Tight end right is Cothran. Single setback is Clark behind Hundley. And Hundley, as we said, boy, he takes a lot of time in between plays. Drops back. Pump fakes to his left. Now dumps it off under the middle to Clark. Clark at his 30 to the 35. Skips a tackler and takes it out to about the 36-yard line. Call it four yards on the reception for Clark. And it's now third down and six from the 36-yard line of Erlang. They have not had many big games here today. Matter of fact, they've had a lot of third and third down situations. But that's what happens when you've lost 38 games in a row. Nick Johnson, winless as head coach of the Quakers in his third season. Hundley with the play clock dwindling down, drops back, looks to his left now rolls to the right, across the 35 runs into the official and then is going to be stacked up and down at the 37 yard line basically for no gain you might as well give the official a key assist on that tackle because if he doesn't get into the way Dustin Applegate may not have been able to tackle Hundley and Hundley may have picked up the first down instead it's no gain and it's punting time again for Earlham. Dropping back Speakman. We've already told you what he's done today. Two returns for touchdowns off the punt. 8.25 and running left to go in this first half of play. High slow snap and 
getting away is Christian. A low line drive kick that Speakman is going to let bounce and pick it up at the 17-yard line to the 20, 25, 30, right up the middle. He's going to be hit and punished at the 37-yard line. And they're saying, thank you, Mr. Speakman, for running back two punts. Here's what you get for that. And Speakman is down at about the 40. He took a shoulder pad right in the solar plexus. And right now he's trying to regain his breath right at the 40. And there was a flag thrown just to add insult to injury. A flag was thrown at about the 30-yard line. And you've got trainers coming out from both sides to check out on, on Speakman after that hit. He took a head of steam and looks like 35 hit him right in the shoulder pads, right in the stomach. That being Kobe Walker. Walker with the hit, and he stood there. and Now getting up Speakman, and Speakman will walk off to the side, and he appears to be okay. He just got the wind knocked out of him, but, boy, you can understand why. So the penalty will be against Mount St. Joseph. It looks like it's a block in the back. They're going to mark it off from the 30-yard line, which is the point of the foul. So it's a 10-yard penalty, half the distance, the actually. Back to the 20-yard line. So it's first and 10 for the Lions. At their own 20-yard line. Just like a touchback. Spread formation. Empty backfield out of the shotgun. Tomlin. With 8-12 left to go as the Lions take it over. First and 10, Tomlin is going to keep it himself. Cuts to the left, across the 20, to the 25. Cuts to the left side, picks up a block. He'll take it out across the 27, maybe out to the 28-yard line. Gain of 8 yards on the carry by Chayton Tomlin. That was a designed play. And it's going to be second down and 2 yards to go for the Lions. 7.50 remaining in this first half. 35-7. The mount on top of it. Tomlin with Tucker to his left. Fake handoff. Throw over the middle. Incomplete. The side judge blew the play dead before anything could happen. And it's going to be movement against the Lions before the ball was snapped. So instead of second and one, it will be second and six after the illegal procedure penalty. Let's see who's in the backfield for the Lions. Second and six. Not sure who that is in the backfield because their uniform has the number scrunched up underneath the chest section of the shoulder pad, so we can't tell who that is. Tomlin throws it out into the flat to Glines, let it bounce off his hands and incomplete. Number one, So it'll bring up third down and six yards to go. Into the ball game. Adam Pearl. First time this year we've seen him from Palm Beach, Florida, a wide receiver, junior. Pearl slot right. Roberts wide right. Out of the pistol formation, two receivers out to the far side on third and six. Tomlin drops back, looks over the middle. A lot of time. Now the time ends. He's going to roll out to the right, and he's going to be tripped up at the 15 and brought down on a nice tackle by Alfago Shimaki. Shimaki with the tackle. He's a defensive back freshman, 5'11", from Snellville, Georgia. Coming up to play college football in Indiana. So the loss on the play of eight yards. First sack of the afternoon by Earlham. They are last in the conference in sacks, by the way, team sacks. 
And with 6.40 remaining to go in this first half, Porter is going to punt the ball away from his own goal line. And he gets a nice spiral kick that will hit about the 50. Take a Mount St. Joseph bounce inside the 40, inside the 35, and be downed at the 31-yard line. 54-yard punt for Jerry Porter, and that's the Porter that we have come to know and love from the punting department. He came into this afternoon's ball game third in the conference in punting with 37.5 yards per punt, but he's a lot better than that. 6.25 remaining to go in this first half. 35-7, Mount St. Joseph on top of it, and Earlham with the football again. As we Hundley brings them out, empty backfield. He'll run the pistol, or the shotgun, excuse me. Play clock down to 10. Boy, a lot of movement on the line. No flags, though. Throws it out into the left-hand side to Elijah Bilal. Bilal takes it across the 30 to the 35 and out to the 41-yard line where he's going to be close to a first down, and they will give him the first down after a 10-yard gain on the reception. So it is first and 10 for the Quakers after that 10-yard pass completion. Hundley, again, out of the shotgun. Six minutes remaining left to go in the half. Again, Hundley, lots of time, and the Lions on a hard count by Hundley. They're going to say there was movement on the offensive line. The Lions jumped, but there was movement on the offensive line by the Quakers, and that will knock them back five yards, so it's make it first and 15. Back to the 36-yard line. Boy, if you were with us last night during the Roger Bacon game, right at the end, there was a strange event that happened at the end of that ball game where the Spartans actually had five downs. And it ended up with Corey Kiner running the final play of the game 50 yards for a touchdown on fifth down. Just an interesting way to end that one. Handoff goes right up the middle to Bilal, and Bilal takes it across the 40. Across the 40, out to the 45-yard line near midfield is Elijah Bilal. And he picks up, call it nine on the carry, out to the 46-yard line, and it's second down, five yards to go. Now Bilal leaves the backfield and goes out wide left along with Cooper Slot left. Ball on the left hand on the right hash mark with Clark to the right of Hundley. Hundley looking things over. He has the same pattern every time. Hands it off to Clark right up the middle, cuts behind the center, takes it across midfield into Mount St. Joseph territory to the 49-yard line. Gain of seven and a first down for the Quakers. Hundley, every snap, does the same thing. Goes up to the line of scrimmage, calls the play, then takes the towel in his hands, wipes his hands off, Looks everything over, points things out, and then drops the towel and gets ready for the snap. And he almost does that in cadence. Now Hundley's going to keep it right up the middle. He's going to be hit at the 47, struggles forward on a spin move to the 46-yard line. And he'll be stopped right there. They'll stop his forward progress at the 46. Gain of three on the play, and it's second and seven. As we are under four minutes to go in this first half. 35-7. St. Joseph on top of it. Ball at the 46-yard line of the Lions. Again, Hundley with the same pattern 
as he does all the time. Now he's got two receivers on wide on both sides. Drops straight back, heavy rush. He's trying to set up the screen, and the Lions see it, and it's thrown out to Cothran. Cothran breaks the tackle at the 40, 35-30, 25-20, and he'll be knocked out of bounds inside the 20 of the Lions and out of bounds at the 17-yard line. 3.28 left to go in this first half. 35-7 to is your score, but the Quakers, now second time they've been inside the 20-yard line, the red zone of the Lions in the second quarter. Now have it first and 10 from the Lions' 17-yard line. Hundley with Clark right behind him. Out of the pistol. And the handoff, fake handoff. Hundley's going to keep it himself right up the middle across the line of scrimmage at the 17, down to the 15, maybe the 14-yard line. Call it a gain of three, and it will be second down and seven yards to go. Into the ball game now, Dalton Engel, a sophomore from Newcastle, Indiana. 5'10", 180-pounder. Second down, a long six yards to go for the Lions, or for the Quakers, excuse me, as they have the football down to the Lions' 13-yard line. 2.43 and running before half. Hundley, with all three timeouts in his hip pocket, taking a long time at the line of scrimmage, drops back, pump fake, jump pass over the middle, and it is complete to Cooper at the five-yard line and a first down for the Quakers after a gain of nine on that reception. That was one of the things Hop said on our pregame show, was that one of the things that Hundley does, you can expect him to drop back and throw a jump pass once or twice during the ball game, and that's what that was there. It was a jump pass, and it was complete to Catherine Cooper, excuse me, at the five. So it's first and goal for the Quakers. Two minutes exactly left to go in this first half, and Hundley's going to keep it himself right up the middle inside the five to the four. Gain of a yard, second and goal. 155 and running. And again, we tell you that Earlham has all three timeouts left, and... They will get the football. Excuse me. No, they will not. Rod. Mount St. Joseph will get the football, the opening kickoff. As Earlham got the kickoff to start the football game. Second down goal. One and a half minutes left to go. 90 seconds in the first half. Hundley, Playcock at 10, drops back. Heavy rush by Webb. He's going to throw it into the end zone, and it's knocked away by Gavin Edmondson on a nice defensive play. Edmondson was right there running step for step with Cooper across the goal line and knocked the pass away, but Webb made that possible because he came in on the rush, and Hundley had to throw the ball before he wanted to. So it's third down, goal to go for the Quakers, and you would think they're in two-down territory here. 120, the clock stops on the incompletion. Hundley looking things over. He's got receivers out wide on both sides. Bilal out wide left. He's got Catherine, the tight end, slot left. Cooper slot right, dropping back Hundley. Hand off to Clark. Clark off right tackle, dropped it to three. And it'll bring up fourth and goal on the play for the Lions defense. Sean Sullivan made the stop, and now Erlem will take a timeout. And we will also. A minute nine left to go in this first half. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 35 and Earlham 7. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. 
on Sunday as the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. 109 left to go in the first half of play from Schuler Field. At halftime, we'll bring you some highlights of Media Day on Thursday for men's and women's basketball around the greater Cincinnati area. 35-7, it's fourth and goal for the Quakers, and they are down by 28 here in the first half. Easily the biggest lead of the season for the Lions at any point in any game. Hundley on fourth and goal from the three-yard line of the Lions, looking over the defense. He's going to roll out to the left, looking into the end zone, flips it, and it's going to be hit and dropped before he can throw the ball away by Applegate. Dustin Applegate, the junior defensive tackle, came in and got him again. That is four sacks on the afternoon for the Lions, and the Lions will take it over first and ten at their own 15, at the Erla, their own 15-yard line. I was right the first time. So a minute two left to go, and let's see what Hop decides to do here offensively. Well, they, they've got three timeouts left. And this is one of those times where you could actually run your two-minute drill just to practice it in a live situation. Or will the Lions just decide to take a knee and end the half? And I think that's what they're going to do. Nope, they're sending receivers out wide on both sides. Williamson back into the ball game at running back. He's to the right of Tomlin out of the pistol. A minute two, three timeouts remaining for the Lions. They lead at 35-7. to seven. Tomlin takes the snap on first and 10 from the 15. Handoff right up the middle to Williamson, and he'll take it out to the 20-yard line for a gain of five. Second down, five yards to go for the Lions. Under 50 seconds remaining in the first half. Lions look to the sideline to, to Caleb Carrill, the offensive coordinator for the sign. Second down, a long five yards to go. Williamson lines up on the left-hand side of Tomlin. 33 seconds remaining in the half. Tomlin, he'll snap it with 30 seconds to go. Hand off to Williamson around the right side to the 20, and he'll take it back to the 25-yard line. He's close to a first down, pickup of seven. He's got the first down out to the 27-yard line. 22.2 seconds remaining. And the clock will now run as they reset the chains. Tomlin with the team to the line of scrimmage. 14 seconds to go in the half. Takes the snap. Hand off to Williamson. Williamson on the right side. Across the 30. Following his blockers. Takes it out to the 32-yard line. Gain of four. And that will do it for the end of the first half of play. And it has been a good one here at Schuler Field for the Lions. If you're a Lions fan, you've got to stand and applaud this effort that the Lions are giving this afternoon at home. Your score here at halftime. It is the Mount St. Joseph Lions 35 and the Earlham Quakers 7. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by The Wishbone on Delheim, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, The Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore, Murphy's Promotions, Mount St. Joseph University, and by JTAP Sports Bar. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Mount St. Joseph Broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com.
Hi, I'm Mike Thornton. And I'm Tom Norris. I'm Tom Kelly. I'm Barney Barnum, and I was privileged to serve as a Marine in the Vietnam War. I'm Tom Hudner, and I was privileged to serve as a Navy fighter pilot in Korea. Thank you for your service to our country. We are so very proud of you. As a fellow combat warrior, I thank you for your service. Both Mike and I know firsthand the challenges of combat, and we're privileged to serve with the Navy SEALs in Vietnam. Like you, I have experienced the challenges of war. Back in the day, they didn't have the services, the resources, and tools that are available today to help the troops and their families to stay mentally strong and to deal with the challenge of adjusting after deployment. The tools and resources are there now. Please, make use of them. Don't hesitate to use them. Be strong and determined. Stay strong and have the courage to seek help. Don't let the enemy you defeated on the battlefield defeat you at all. Someone do something, please. Call 911. Call 911. Call 911. The longest moments. Those moments that occur after you call 911 and then finally hear the sirens in the distance. You can fill in those longest moments. You can do something. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead until someone did something. Most sudden cardiac events are witnessed by friends, family, co-workers, and bystanders. They can help a person continue to live. Is your community or workplace hot safe? I was on my way to the hospital when my heart stopped beating. I was at home. I was in church. I was at a basketball game. I was at a nightclub. I was at work when my heart stopped beating. Someone called 911. Someone started CPR. Someone brought an AED. Is your community or workplace heart safe? Someone did something and I'm alive. Welcome back to Halftime at Schuler Field here at the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Blake Watson. And it gives us the opportunity, since there is only four weeks left of the college football season, to get ready for basketball. And earlier this week, at the Holy Grail in downtown Cincinnati, was the Greater Cincinnati Small College Media Day, in which the Mount St. Joseph men's and women's basketball coaches were involved. The women's basketball coach, Dan Benjamin is returning for his fourth season this year and his second as head coach after spending two seasons as the assistant coach at Mount St. Joseph University. He graduated from the Mount in 1993 with a Bachelor of Science degree and was at Middletown Madison High School as the varsity head softball coach, leading his team to an 18-6 and mark in 2011 before starting at the Mount. The media had an opportunity to talk with Dan about his prospects for the upcoming season. I want to thank uh, Blake. Our SID is helping put this together for us. I want to thank uh, Wilmington and uh, Thomas Moore. And uh, D3, I believe, is putting this on a little bit. I like that. That's awesome. Uh, it's good to see us put this on and do this for the area colleges. I know a lot of the girls that Jerry has and Jeff has, I recruited as well. And uh, Jeff's right, you know, when you have that kind of talent in southwest Ohio, North Kentucky, you want to keep it. Uh, we're going we're gonna to start out, uh, you know, probably going through some rough patches in our season. we got one true senior, and we got one transfer senior coming in. Uh, three juniors that are returning, which is awesome. One of them being Haley, who's one of our captains. And we brought in uh, 13 freshmen. So we're going to be very, very young. Uh, we're going to go through some growing pains. And, uh, but I love the girls we recruited and brought in. Looking forward to the season getting started here on Sunday. Coach, you uh, opened your season up for the morning. 
Dan Benjamin, the head coach of the women's basketball team at Mount St. Joseph University. The men's basketball team has a lot of high expectations coming into the sixth season of head coach Toby Kerrigan's tenure at the Mount. Kerrigan has rewritten record books and taken the program to new heights. He's a two-time Heartland Conference Coach of the Year in 2014-15 and 15-16, and the team is coming off a school record 20 wins just a year ago. So what are they expected to do this year? Well, Kerrigan talked to the media about that on Thursday. Uh, first, I'd like to thank RSID Blake and Amir Monty for setting us up, and of course, Holy Grail for, for allowing us to do this down here today. Um, thank Eric for coming and being up here with me. Um, we we bring back five seniors uh, from the 2017 last year, our top five scorers will be back. So um, if the coaching staff doesn't screw them up, we should be all right. And, and uh, we look forward to the year. And we have a lot of, of course, not just our seniors, but our, our returning guys, a lot of underclassmen who played a lot of minutes. So we look forward to, to an exciting year. Sorry. You know, every year, these last couple years, the expectations get higher and higher. You know, how do you handle that as a coaching staff? And how do you guys handle that as players versus the younger guys? When you were on the class, how do the older guys handle those expectations on you? Well, having high expectations is a heck of a lot better than having no expectations at all. So, as far as us handling it, we, we embrace it. We enjoy it as coaches. I'm sure the players do too. And the, the pressure that we feel, we, we mainly put on ourselves from us individually as coaches and, and the pressure they put on themselves to perform. So, uh, we, we enjoy the expectations and, and fortunately we have some. So, so that's always a good thing. As a player, so it's just like the standards play. You know, all of our seniors and our leaders on the team did a really good job of holding us accountable. Um, we set the standard for the younger guys that come in and they're buying into it. And, um, I'm really Freshman sophomore year, and now being the team that has its heart on the back, you know, you're in some competitions kind of change too a little bit in the conference? Can you repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. I'm serious. Huh. You know, from your freshman sophomore year in the conference, have you noticed that the other teams in the Heartland are treating you guys differently now? You're kind of the top dog, and they kind of bring their level play up when they face you. Uh, I mean, yes, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, we've been really good ever since my first year here, and, you know, one of the first and second place in the conference. I definitely was some of the teams that we played. Um, I definitely see those guys raising their own competitions. You know, they're playing us and they want to beat us. It's, it's a good feeling to have, but um, you always got to be at your best when you're playing these Coach, talk about the rest of the conference. What teams are going to be the ones that are going to really push you this year? Well, of course, Hanover will probably pick the finish first in our league. That poll comes out in a couple weeks, but I would assume with them and others, and 
one player, a, a big player, a major player, but they've got a ton of talent back. Um, they'll be really good. Anderson uh, returns a large amount of their roster. Um, Manchester will be right up there. They were in the, in the semifinals last year. Rose Holmes, all this stuff. So, you know, and, and like, like Eric said, it seems like if you're playing well and you're near the top of the conference, everybody's coming after you. So every game ends up being a dogfight no matter what the record is. Just a snippet of what happened at Media Day on Thursday at the Holy Grail in downtown Cincinnati for the greater Cincinnati small colleges in the area. I'm Dave Mitchell. Blake Watson and I will be back with more from halftime at Schuler Field. It is Mount St. Joseph taking on Earlham this afternoon. We'll be back with more after this. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> my mom. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by The Wishbone on Delhi, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, The Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore, Murphy's Promotions, Mount St. Joseph University, and by JTAP Sports Bar. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Mount St. Joseph broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now back here at Schuler Field at halftime where it is a very, very happy crowd here today on Delhi Avenue in Cincinnati where it is 35-7. to 7. Mount St. Joseph on top of this one and it has been all Lions ever since this football game got started. They jumped out to a 28 to nothing lead at the end of the first quarter and they have not been headed ever since. Earlham has picked up a couple of turnovers though and that led to their one touchdown early in the second quarter of play but they have not been able to capitalize on anything else. Really their, their entire offense revolves basically around their quarterback and Wes Hundley. And if Wes Hundley doesn't do anything, this Earlham team doesn't do anything. And as we've told you, they've come into this ball game losers of 38 consecutive ball games, and they're looking at number 35 straight in the face here at halftime. Gives us an opportunity to take a look at some scores. Unfortunately, we are not going to be able to take a look at any of the stats for this afternoon's ball game because the live stream is down here at the stadium for whatever reason. They are working feverishly to try to get that up and going. But until that happens, we'll be unable to bring you any stats here this afternoon. But we can bring you scores, and let's take a look at the scores around the area. First of all, outside of the conference, Hiram is at Kenyon this afternoon, and they are all tied up at seven apiece in the second quarter, which is odd because Hiram is an offensive machine this year. Mount Union is beating up on Capitol in the second quarter, 49 to 14. Inside the conference, here's the three games that are going on other than this one. Rose Holman is beating Manchester 30 to 6. Defiance over Anderson, and that's Mount St. Joseph's opponent next week, Anderson. Defiance is winning that game 17 to nothing. Here's the upset. 
Hanover is beating Bluffton this afternoon, 17-7. to Now, that's still early. It's in the second quarter. But Hanover with the early lead in that game over the Beavers. Outside the conference again, Marietta is beating Wilmington 14 to nothing, and Michigan Tech losing to Ashland this afternoon 45 to nothing. There is one high school game going on in the GCL, and that has Chaminade Julian this afternoon shutting out McNicholas by the score of 17 to nothing. So that's a look at the scoreboard from this afternoon, and we'll be back to take a look at what is going on Later on next week, as far as conference games are concerned, and of course the big one is happening next week, that being Franklin and Rose Hallman. We'll do all that when we return with second half action right after this timeout. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by The Wishbone on Delhi, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, The Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore, Murphy's Promotions, Mount St. Joseph University, and by JPAP Sports Bar. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Mount St. Joseph Broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Did you know that scoliosis is a curvature of the spine that affects more than 6 million Americans? With no known cause, it most often turns up during adolescence. Early detection is key to successful treatment. That's why Shriners Hospitals for Children is reminding parents to have their kids' spines checked every year. Download our free Spine Screen app and do a quick check at home today. Well, let's take a look at the top 25 college football scoreboard this afternoon. There is one game being delayed in the first quarter. That's TCU, number six in the country, playing Kansas State. That game is being delayed because of weather this afternoon. It hasn't even gotten underway yet. But outside of that, South Carolina is leading Tennessee 12-9. Connecticut over Temple 28-24. That's in the fourth quarter. Iowa State is shutting out Kansas 31 to nothing. Florida State over Duke with 34 seconds left to go in the fourth quarter, 17 to 10. North Carolina State beating Pittsburgh 28-17. That's with six and a half minutes remaining to go in the fourth quarter. Eastern Michigan is losing to Army 28 to 21. Here's a big one. Number 17 Michigan has a three-point lead over Indiana in the Big Ten with 12 and a half minutes left to go in that one, 13 to 10. The Big Blue lead the Indiana Hoosiers. Also in the Big Ten, Rutgers over Illinois, 28-10. to That's with 10.45 left to go in the football game. Mississippi State is leading BYU with 7.20 left to go in the half. 30 or in the game, I should say, 35-10. to Texas Tech with 14 minutes left in the ballgame over West Virginia, 35-24. Texas Tech came in ranked 24th this week. Boston College over Louisville. By a score of 35-21, they just begun the fourth quarter there. And UNLV over the Air Force, 17 to nothing, with 13 and a half minutes left to go in the first half of play. Don't forget tonight, Ohio State is playing this evening at Nebraska. That game will get underway at 7:30. And Cincinnati is playing this afternoon, also or this, tonight, also. They are taking on. South Florida. South Florida ranked 18th this week. That game will kick off at 7.30 also. The Bearcats on the road. Kentucky is off this week. Right now, 
here at Schuler Field. It is 35-7. to Mount St. Joseph on top of it. And the Lions will be kicking the football off. So Earlham will get the football to start the second half of play. The Lions actually won the toss. Or excuse me, Earlham won the toss. Deferred to take the ball at the second half. Nolan Miller has got three sacks this afternoon. Dustin Applegate, two. The Lions have five sacks all total in the first half. Troy Speakman, number 43, didn't even see the field in the first three games of the year. And the last three games, he has played outstanding football for the Lions and head coach Ty Hopperton. And today, boy, has he paid dividends. Two returns for punts for touchdowns this afternoon and that has led to the Lions leading this one 35-7 to next week the Lions will be on the road at Anderson and we'll be on the air with the pregame show at 1 o'clock and the kickoff will be at 1.30 next week Cole Burrell Cole Burrell is going to kick it off for Earlham as he'll tee it up. Slight breeze coming in now from the south end zone. And the Lions will receive the kickoff here in the second half. So Earlham is going to kick it off here to begin things here in the second half of play. And the Lions will be going from left to right across your computer screen. Kicking it off is Burrell, and he kicks it off on the right-hand side to Tucker. Tucker is going to take it across the 40, out to the 45-yard line. Cole Burrell's kickoff fielded in the 31-yard That is where the Lions will start it, first and 10 from their own 45-yard line. Tucker tackled by number 34, Austin Baker. So, Blake, you've been walking around the field most of the afternoon. What do you think of the first half of action so far? Well, Troy Speakman's obviously the MVP of the game so far. Um, That second punt return he picked up off the ground was absolutely unbelievable. I'm really surprised to see the Lions still have their first-team offense out. I am, too, actually. Tomlin throws it over the middle, complete to Glines. Glines into Earlham territory, across the 50 to the 45, dives forward to the 44-yard line. And it is a first down after that reception. I think if the Lions get a quick score here, it might be the end of the day for Chayton and the boys. So, 35-7, your score, 14 and a half minutes left to go in this third quarter of play. Tomlin with a flag thrown by the side judge. Yeah, the cornerback and safety on this near side of the field are the ones that pointed it out. I'm not sure he saw the false start. So the five-yard penalty will knock the Lions back to their own 48-yard, to the Earlham 48-yard line and bring up first and 15. There's a lot of new faces along the front of that, on that offensive front for the Lions, so false starts and holds are, are pretty understandable at this point. So it's first and 15. Tomlin throws out to the right, complete to Roberts. Roberts then batted it up in the air, lost the handle, and it was almost intercepted by Jordan Christian, who's their punter. He came in from the safety spot and almost managed to take that ball right off of Roberts' hands, but it fell to the turf incomplete. Yeah, the ball is thrown a little bit behind Grayson there. Um, Chayton's trying to get it out of his hands early. Um, Grayson didn't break off the route as quick as Chayton thought he would and almost ended up really bad for the Lions. 14-15 left to go in this third quarter. 
and Tomlin on second down, 15 yards to go, drops straight back, looks out to the right. He's going to be hit as he throws, and the ball is thrown at the feet of one of the offensive linemen, but that is because Tomlin got hit by Alfago Schumacher, and that's one of my favorite names here today. That's definitely the all-HCAC name team there. <laughs> Um, that was he beat left tackle uh, Chase Bright pretty quickly off the snap there. Um, that's one of them one of them uh, tackles that really scares you on a quarterback blind side. Doesn't see it coming. Mario Brown out wide to the left hand side. DJ Martin slot left. Receivers out wide on the right. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin dumps it off over the middle. Complete to Tucker. Tucker at the 45 yard line. Drugged down on the play by Kobe Walker. A gain of about three on the reception. It brings up fourth and 12 and punting time for the Lions. 35-7, Lions on top of it. Jerry Porter in to punt the ball away. He had a 56-yard boomer earlier. Came into the ball game averaging 37.5 yards a punt. That's good enough for third in the conference. Good snap from center. Porter's going to get the ball away from about midfield, and it will let bounce. Earlham will let it bounce inside the five, and it'll be downed at the one-yard line. The uh, the returner there did a really good job of calling fair catch and getting out of the way, kind of deking the Lions coverage teams. Got lucky that Jamie Zeiss was able to keep that out of the end zone down at, what, about the three? They're going to down him. Is that where they're going to put him? Is that the three-yard line? Yep, yeah. the three-yard line. So that's a 41-yard punt for Brown with 13-24. You know, except for the scoreboard, not a lot has gone gone well around here today, has it? No, it's, <laughs> it's not. Little things have, have been bugging us all day. Well, live stats. it all happens at once. That's yeah. the good thing. And then you can just get, it's probably got a simple fix to it, but won't be able to understand it until later. And it all happens at once when I'm not in the press box, too. <laughs> so Hundley in his own end zone, out of the shotgun, hands it off up the middle to Clark. Clark takes it across the five, out to the six-yard line. Gain of two yards on the play, maybe three for Clark, second and seven. Yeah, but I've been pretty impressed with the fight of Earlham. Um they're obviously outgunned and outmanned in this game, and they have not quit. They're running the ball effectively, uh, and the Lions can't put them away. Outside of Troy's two, two Troy Speakman punt return touchdowns, this is a pretty close football game. Yeah, but their entire offense revolves around Hundley, that's for certain. Hundley drops back in his own end zone. He's going to throw it up the right side, and it is incomplete. Nice coverage on a play by Tyler Hanna on the intended receiver, Cooper. And it brings up third and seven. Yeah, it was really good coverage by Hannah. He was man to man, and he just locks his guy up. You know, we haven't even brought up the fact that the players are wearing pink T-shirts and pink headbands today for the Breast Awareness Month. Uh, yeah, this is today is the Mount St. Joseph uh, Pink Ribbon Girls benefit game. And pink Ribbon Girls are an organization who um, who help out families of people going through breast cancer treatment. There's a pass over the middle, complete to Cuthren, the tight end at the three-yard line, and he was immediately met as he caught the foot by Julius Fisher at the three and drew back for nine, fourth and nine. That was kind of a uh, a delayed screen, kind of a misdirection screen, and Julius Fisher blew it up. So it's fourth down, and Christian is going to punt the ball away with his heels almost literally on the back line of the end zone with 12-15 remaining in the third. 
Good snap. Christian's going to get it away under a heavy rush, and it's a nice punt that Speakman is going to catch Willie Mays style with his back to the rest of the team at the 40. Picks it up from the ground after he dropped it to the 45 on the right-hand side and takes it out to midfield at the 50-yard line. And that's where the Lions live at first and 10 from midfield. Your score, and it's now 35-7, Mount St. Joseph. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. Oh, while you're away, Mount St. Joseph ran a play right up the middle with the running back, that being Corey Hastings, who played very sparingly in the first half, but he's in, grabbed two yards on that run, down to the 48-yard line of Earlham, and it's second down eight. Uh, we don't. We're having issues with our stats today, but it seems like Michael Williamson had a pretty good first half. So I understand why Corey didn't get a lot of carries. Yeah. Now Hastings runs it right up the middle, inside the 45, down to the 41-yard line. Th- that run right there is what we've been wanting to see out of Corey Hastings all year long. He just gets north and south and, and gets as many as he can. Um, if he runs it like that, especially in this type of game when you can salt the game away with four yards on every carry, that's, that's what we're really looking for out of Corey today. Third down, call it a short yard to go for the Lions. Hand off to Hastings again, right up the gut, inside the 40, down to the 37-yard line, gain of three and a first down. Just put your head down, big fella. That's all you got to do. You're the size of Corey Hastings. You just put your head down and you get a yard. It doesn't matter. 11 minutes and running left to go in this third quarter. 35-7, Mount St. Joseph milking the clock. Tomlin still in the ballgame. We expect to see Braden Tidd sometime this afternoon. Tomlin drops back, fake handoff, throws it out to Glines on a bubble screen across the 435, inside the 30, down to the 27-yard line. Gain of 10, he's close to a first down on the dive forward. And let's see, the officials say, is it a first down? Yes, first down for the Lions. So that's a play that the Lions haven't utilized much this season. I honestly don't know that I've seen it before today. Um, I can't say they ran in a rows, but it's, it's a play that keeps you on schedule. Dropping back. Tomlin on first and ten, throws it out to the right-hand side, and it is caught by Mario Brown at the 20. Nice diving catch by Brown on first down. He's got seven on the reception, and it brings up second and three at the 20-yard line of Erlon. Mario Brown's as physically talented as any receiver the Lions have. Um, He just has had a little trouble picking up the playbook. He's relatively new still to campus, so once he figures that out, he's going to be a big-time weapon for Chayton. Spread with Hastings in the backfield. Fake handoff, throw out to the right, complete to G.J. Martin at the 15. Puts his head down, bowls forward to the 12-yard line. Now they'll say the 10-yard line. This is the type of offense I think that Coach Caleb Coral has wanted to run all season long. Um, kind of quick, get it back to the quarterback and get it out of his hands in a hurry. Um, Chayton's obviously he's not holding the ball long at all. And he's hitting wide-open receivers because of it. Little flare screens and bubble screens, and it's, it's, it's working really well for the Lions right now. Hastings to the left of Tomlin, ball on the far hash mark. Receivers out wide on both sides. First down, goal to go at the 10-yard line. Dropping back Tomlin, throws it into the right corner of the end zone. Declines, he had it in his hands on the dive and couldn't hang on to it incomplete. I'll tell you what, that was a tough, tough catch, but AJ's going to tell you he should have had that for sure. Um, I, 
I don't know. AJ wanted that. AJ hasn't caught a touchdown in a while. He wanted that thing. 9-27. Decent throw by Chayton. He threw it out a little bit too far, but wasn't bad. Hastings in the backfield. Spread formation. Second and goal from the 10-yard line of Earlham. Tate Tomlin throws it out. Same pattern to Roberts. Roberts goes up, catches it in front of the DB in the end zone for the touchdown. Ten-yard reception by Grayson Roberts. And with 9.20 to go in this third quarter, it's now 41-7, to Mount St. Joseph. It's a little better throw on that one than it was on the first one. Uh, the other one was more of a corner route. A.J. was inside, and he ran to the corner. That was just a straight fade. And uh, <laughs> Grayson just outjumped the corner. Really good throw by Chayton. Really good catch by Grayson. Now Porter comes in to attempt the extra point. And it is good. 9.20 left to go in the third quarter. Your score. It's Mount St. Joseph 42 and Earlham 7. Family owned and operated, Casa de Sassi is built on timeless principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Your trust is vitally important, which is why Casa de Sassi takes care of you like part of their family. With timeless values, their products are made to resemble the classic old world Italian style. They offer granite, ledgestone, limestone, and more. Providing a quality product is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. Call now, 330-830-9760. Well, this is the type of ball game that we expected here this afternoon as the Lions are on top of it with 9.20 left to go in the third quarter, 42-7. to We're probably going to see a lot of wholesale substitutions now for Hop and the Lions. Uh, yeah, and I think... That's a good thing for the Lions right now. They got a lot of young guys they really want to get a look at. Um, and, and, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, the chances of winning conferences at this time are really, really slim. So you want to build for next year at this point. So Dufresne is kicking it off, and it'll be taken in by Belisle. And Belisle is fumbling the football all the way up across the 15, and he'll finally pick it up at the 16-yard line before he is smacked down by Darren Chandler. That was bad news for Nick Johnson. (laughs) Yeah, that could have been a really, really tough uh, play there. Kids just fall on the ball, you know what I mean? You almost turned bad into horrible. Down 42-7, to you almost gave the the opposite team the ball in your 16-yard line. You can't do that. 9-16 left to go. I want to talk to you about this Earlham program while they've got the football and compare it to a Hiram program from years ago in the football arena. Hundley out of the spread formation. He takes a lot of time, and as I was saying in the first half, goes through the same repetition almost every time. Fakes a handoff on the jet, and Hundley will run it right up the middle, and he's going to be hit at the 15 and drop for a two-yard loss, second and 12. You know, about 10 years ago, Hiram was going through the same thing where they were having a tough time winning football games in the NCAC, Blake. And it was due mainly to the administration not taking the football program seriously. They didn't charge anything to get into the ball games. They they really didn't care if they brought in athletes. They, they didn't care about numbers. Is that kind of the same thing that's going on at Earlham? I can't speak to that. I've never really been on Earlham's campus to speak to that. Um, Handoff up the middle goes to Clark, and Clark's going to be hit right at the line and dropped again for no gain. Third and ten. It's, it's really hard to say what, what another school's administration does. Um, I know from our, our our side here at the Mount, 
I mean, we're a tuition-based institution. That's 114 kids that are paying tuition to go to school here and to play football. So, you know, we, we owe them to try to make their experience as good as it possibly can be. Eight minutes left to go in this third quarter of play. There just doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason as to why Earlham could go 38 straight games without winning. Hundley drops back. He's going to be hit. Fumble the football. It'll be picked up by Mount St. Joe, and then it goes into the end zone, and it is a touchdown for the Lions. That's Dustin Applegate recovering the ball. That is good for him because he has played outstanding football this game. Two sacks and now a touchdown for Applegate. And then it makes a 48-7. Dustin Applegate is one of them big, scary dudes that never talks to anybody. And he is jumping around, high-fiving people. He's a heck of a football player. Another one of our juniors that's going to be part of this really, really good football team next year. Now Porter will come in to kick the extra point again. 48 to 7. He puts that one up and it is good. Now 49 to 7. Well, that ball almost dotted a kid in the head when it went through the uprights. A couple little guys back there chasing the ball and almost knocking him out. <laughs> you know, today Spencer Dufresne and Jerry Porter have been really alternating at the kicking position. And Porter may have regained the kicking position, at least on the extra points and punts. I think that's been as much to save a little bit of Jerry's leg. Um, they're trying guys, Spencer, in different roles. So he kicked the extra points in the first half. Um, what was impressive last week at Rose Holman when Jerry had two field goals blocked in the second quarter, they brought in Dufresne in the third quarter to kick a field goal, and he drilled it right through the uprights. I didn't realize he had such a good leg. Yeah, he's got a really good leg. And Dufresne will kick it off. Porter made the extra point. So he walked off to the sideline, and now Dufresne will kick it off for the Lions here this after that touchdown, making it 49-7. to Belial and Cooper back set to return this football, and it's going to be taken in by Cooper at the 12-yard line. To the 20, to the 25, 30. Breaks into the clear at the 40, up the right side he's to the gone. 50. And oh. he's going to take it all the way. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10. Oh. He's going to be tripped up and brought down inside the 5 at the 3-yard line. Marcus Cooper outran him over the last 20 yards, Blake, and picked that up and... Brought him down. That was a really good effort by him. Um, I, I said it when he was about the 25-yard line. I thought he was gone. Uh, it, we had the angle and made the tackle, what, about the three? At the three-yard line. That's a heck of a return for Earlham. Terry Calloway with the tackle. Boy, he outran him over the last 20 yards. And Calloway came up with the, the big, big play. So it's first and goal for Earlham at the three-yard line. Of the Lions, 7.46 remaining to go in this third quarter. It's 49-7. to seven. The score right now, Mount St. Joseph on top of it. Pitch out comes around the left-hand side to Clark. Clark's going to be hit at the 5 and knocked down immediately. And that again by Terry Calloway. And Calloway now comes up with his left arm. He may have gotten a stinger on that left side. And he has to leave the ball game. And checking in immediately is Julius Fisher. He'll come in at DB. Second and goal, loss of two. Back to the five-yard line. Hundley with Clark off to his right. 
And you can almost anticipate a quarterback draw here. Hundley takes the snap, drops back. He's going to throw it into the end zone. He's got a receiver out there, and it's knocked away incomplete by Tyler Hanna. Tried to go to Cooper in the right corner of the end zone, but Hanna went right up stride for stride and knocked the ball away. And it brings up third down and goal from the five-yard line of the Lions. And you almost get the feeling that the Lions would take this personally on defense if they allow Earlham to score here. Hundley with Clark right behind him. Basically a pistol eye formation. Two receivers out wide on both sides, and Hundley drops the towel. Lions are showing blitz. Hundley, they pick it up. Now he rolls out to the right, and he's going to have to throw it away. There's not a receiver within 10 yards. The closest receiver is Belisle, and he's in the end zone, and that ball was thrown out of bounds at about the five. So it'll be fourth and goal with 6.59 left to go in the third period. And, of course, Earlham will go for it down 49-7. to So the Quakers have it, fourth and goal. And this is the third time today that they have gone for it in fourth down. The first time was a fake punt, and they got the first down. The second time, they were unable to collect the first down. So they are 50%. And Hundley wants to take a timeout after he saw the defense that the Lions put in. And he will. So let's take a look at some scores for this afternoon and see what's happening around the conference. I heard it. And what we've got here so far inside the conference is Defiance blanking Anderson 24 to nothing. We'll be at Anderson next week, 1.30 with the kickoff, 1 o'clock with the pregame show. Hanover over Bluffton in the third quarter, 17-7. to And that's a look at the scores so far here this afternoon. We don't have any other scores. Rose Holman, there we go. Rose Holman over Manchester, 30-6. to And that is in the third quarter of play. Of course, they play Franklin next week. Franklin is off this week. Fourth down goal to go for Earlham at the five-yard line of the Lions. And Hundley, after that timeout, they'll have two remaining. Has Clark, again, right behind him, out of the pistol. Moose Cooper in motion. Fake handoff. Rolling out to the right is Hundley. Hundley's going to be hit and dropped at the 20. Seven sacks this afternoon. Kobe Webb with the tackle. Seven sacks this afternoon for the Lions defensively. And with 6.52 remaining to go in this third quarter, the Lions get it back on downs. And Hundley goes back dejectedly, picks up his helmet, and walks off the field wondering what he's got to do to pick up a first down in this game. 49-7, Lions with it. And they will stick with Tomlin at quarterback. Darius Pearson, though, is in the backfield. He's got a touchdown run today. And he is in at the running back position. Taking it over at their own 20. Handoff goes to Pearson off the left side. He'll take it across the 20 and out to the 22. Gain of about two yards on the carry for Pearson. He had a four-yard touchdown run earlier today. Second down, eight yards to go. Trips to the right for the Lions. Brown is out wide to the left. He's the single receiver. Pearson again to the right of Tomlin with the ball in the far hash mark. 
Six and a half remaining in the third. Tomlin throws over the middle, complete to the 30-yard line and out to the 34-yard line. Number one, Jake Tomlin throws to number 11. To Fair Harris. Fair Harris with his first catch of the afternoon. He played a little bit in the first half. So a first down for the Lions out to the 34-yard line on a nice pass-catch reception. Dropping back, Tomlin. He's going to throw it out to the left-hand side again, complete to Fair Harris, and he goes out of bounds at the 40-yard line. You know, I remember a Browns receiver from about 30 years ago. There's no way this kid was named after him, but his, his name was Fair Hooker. That's actually uh, Adam Pearl, Dave. Okay. Yeah. Fair Harris is a linebacker. These double numbers can be really confusing at the college level. <laughs> so if Adam Pearl with the catch. Well, still, I remember Fair Hooker. <laughs> 540. <laughs> Don't let the facts that are get, in, get in the way of a story here. Trips out to the left-hand side. Ball at the 41-yard line, second and three. Hand off Pearson right up the middle. He's got it first down across the 45, out to the 48-yard line. Gain of seven on the carry. And with 5.26 remaining in the third quarter, Lions offense on the move again. You probably would think if the Lions would score here, Tomlin is done for the day. Receivers trips to the left. Roberts, single receiver out to the right-hand side. Pearson in the backfield. Now Tomlin throws it out into the flat, and it is dropped by Adam Pearl. Number one, Jake Tomlin's pass incomplete. So it's incomplete. Second down, 10 yards to go. Ohio State playing tonight. And that will be at Nebraska. That's a Big Ten game, I believe. Might, Might be the ABC game. Cincinnati is at South Florida. That game is at 7.30 tonight also. We'll check the scores around top 25 coming up here in a moment. Second down 10, dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin looks over the middle. He's got a receiver complete. That's Glines at the 40, 35, 30 on the right sideline. Cuts inside the 25 and down to the 23-yard line. 26 yards on the reception to A.J. Glines and a first down for the Lions. Another big play for Mount St. Joseph. First down, Lions. So it's first down at the Earlham 23-yard line. And let's see if we can get you sneaking some scores here at the next break. First and 10 at the Earlham 23-yard line. 4.42 left to go in this third quarter. Tomlin with Pearson to his right. Drops back. Looks over the middle. Now rolls out to the right. Looks upfield. Signals for a receiver in the end zone. He's got Adam Pearl in the back of the end zone, and he catches it for the score. And that was all Tomlin there as he told... Pearl exactly where to go. Pearl followed his direction, and he was there wide open for the score. A little scramble drill there by Shane and Adam. Uh, Dave, I just want to let people know that have been following us on the live stream. I want to apologize that we have not been on. We had some technical difficulties. Um, but we should be good to go the rest of the game. I apologize again. Well, sometimes those things just happen. Porter in to attempt the extra point. Low snap, but they get it down, and the kick is up. And it is good. 4.31 left to go in this football game's third quarter. Your score, it is now 56-7, to Mount St. Joseph over Earlham. And after years in the same location, the Wishbone Tavern has moved. You can 
step into their new location, which is in the Delhi Plaza, right behind where their old building was on Delhi Avenue. But only the location changed. The Wishbone Tavern is still serving the best wings and burgers in town and offer a relaxed, family-style atmosphere. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and great wings, your mouth will water from the time you walk through the door. The Wishbone Tavern is part of the community, providing fundraisers and sponsoring local teams like Mount St. Joseph Football. The Wishbone Tavern, open every day at 11, and don't forget their grand opening, which has already happened, so stop into their new location. Take a look at some of the scores, Wisconsin. Well, check that as we spin forward here and see what's happening this afternoon. Michigan, with three and a half minutes left to go, is going to win this afternoon. Looks like they're up by 10 over Indiana today. Rutgers beating Illinois 35-24. West Virginia has come back and taken the lead on Texas Tech 39-35. Dufresne will kick it off, and it will be taken in. By Cooper on the right side at the 12-yard line for Earlham across the 20 and out to the 25-yard line. And that is where the Quakers will start first and 10 from their own 25. And I think Cooper is down on the ground. There is somebody for the Quakers down at about the 23-yard line and hurting. And I don't know if that's Cooper who ran the kickoff back or not, but the trainers immediately come out and he's trying to grab the lower right leg is what they appear to have the problems with. We'll check that out and see who that is, but let's check the scoreboard as we continue on. Boston College leading over Louisville 51 to make it 35. Well, just as you get ready to give a score, the phone updates. 42-35 Boston College with seven minutes left to go in the ballgame over Louisville. UNLV 27-0 beating Air Force. South Carolina a final over Tennessee 15-9. Connecticut beat Temple 28-24. Florida State by a touchdown over Duke 17-10. Another final, North Carolina State over Pitt 35-17. Army came from behind and beat Eastern Michigan 28-27 in a close one. Mississippi State over BYU 35-10. And that's a look at the finals so far this afternoon. No final out of that Michigan-Indiana game. We're right now with three and a half minutes left to go. The Wolverines are leading Indiana by 10, 20 to 10 in Bloomington. First and 10 for the Quakers at their own 27-yard line. Hundley, still the quarterback, handoff to Clark. Clark right up the left gut. Out behind the left guard, takes it across the 27, out to the 30 for a gain of three. And it is second down, seven yards to go. 4-11 and running left in the third quarter of play. And this one is a runaway train in favor of Mount St. Joseph, 56-7. Second down, seven yards to go. Trips out to the right for Earlham. Taking a long time before the snap is Hundley. I'm not quite sure why they even go with the hurry-up offense because they never snap the ball, and they're always standing there for about 10 seconds. Fake handoff to Clark, keeping it as Hundley. Hundley across the 30 to the 31. Virtually no gain on the play by Hundley, and it brings up third down. And call it six yards to go. A one-yard pickup to the Erlund. 320 and running left to go in the ballgame. Uh, excuse me, third quarter. Should be the ball game because this one 
for all intents and purposes, is over. Clark to the left of Hundley. But you'll see the same players stay in the ballgame for Erlen because, as we've said, they only brought about 40 players today to play this game. Dropping back is Hundley. Hundley's going to throw it up the left side to Cooper, threw it to the back shoulder, and if he would have led him a little bit, he may have had a completion, but threw it behind him incomplete. And it brings up fourth down, six yards to go, and Erlen will be forced to punt. And I doubt seriously if we're going to see any more out of Chayton Tomlin. Probably for the rest of the game, see Braden Tidd out of Bedford, Indiana. He started last week's ball game. Played the first series and then left the contest and Tomlin came in. Kicking it away is Christian. Gets a good end-over-end kick that Speakman lets hit at the 28. Takes an Earl and bounce and then we'll be down at the 28-yard line, right at the 30. So the 30-yard line is where it is marked at, down at. And the Lions will take it over first and 10 at their own 30-yard line. And let's see who comes out at quarterback for the Lions. Looks like it is going to be Tid because I see Tomlin on the bench with his helmet off. And I think his afternoon is over. And it will be Braden. Well, not check that. It is not going to be Tid. It is going to be Colin Matt. Colin Matt, a freshman from Jamestown, is coming into the ballgame. So Matt into the ballgame, freshman, and the handoff on the jet comes around the right-hand side to A.J. Cyrus. And Cyrus is going to take it across the 30 out to the 31-yard line. Or is that Tid? That may be Tid. That may be an 18 instead of a 19. We're going to say it's Tid because he was the backup quarterback, and I would think he would get into the ballgame first. So Tid into the ballgame on that handoff. And fake handoff, and that is Tid, number 18. Throws it out into the flat on the left-hand side to the 35 to the 40. Back to Trayon Taylor. Taylor picked up 13 on that reception, and it is a first down for the Lions out to the 41-yard line. Trayon Taylor, a sophomore out of Winter Park, Florida, and he is a scat back. He can really pick him up and lay him down, as he used to say. Spread formation, Tid, handoff to Pearson. Pearson takes it right off the middle. Check that. That's Tucker. Tucker across midfield to the 40. Inside Earlham territory. Down inside the 35 and down to the 30-yard line. 29-yard run for Michael Tucker. Now he's getting a little action at the running back position. A minute 45 left to go in this third quarter. Did the quarterback getting extensive playing time. Here this afternoon because of the score. Tid looking off the left-hand side and threw the ball in the dirt. Trying to go to Trayon Taylor. But Taylor had no opportunity to catch that pass. 56-7. Mount St. Joseph on top of it on a sunshiny Saturday afternoon. Hopefully we'll have many more of these. Three games left in the season after today's game. Tid, handoff, 
goes to Tucker. Tucker's going to be hit right at the 30 and driven back for no gain. And it brings up third down and 10 yards to go for the Lions. And Tid looks over to Caleb Carrell for the play. Signaling in the plays with Carrell is Brady Moyers from Knoxville, Tennessee. He's helping signal the plays in to Tid. Tid takes the snap on third and ten, looking down the middle, and he has got a receiver, but incomplete. A.J. Cyrus could not come up with it. So it's fourth down, ten yards to go, and the Lions will just go for it here instead of trying to kick the field goal. Checking into the ballgame, Nick Murphy. He played a little bit in the first half. So Murphy in. Taylor, slot right, Murphy, split right. Dropping back Tid. Tid, pump fake to the left. He's going to throw it up to the right. He's got a receiver in the end zone, and it is incomplete. Tried to go to his intended receiver in the end zone, Cooper Earls, but good defense on the play by Earlham's defensive back, Xavier Flores, a senior. And he managed to get a hand on it and knock the pass down. So the Lions turn it over on downs on fourth down and give it back to Earlham in their own territory at the 31-yard line with 50.1 seconds left to go in this first half, third quarter. So it is first and 10 for Earlham. At their own 31-yard line, 50.1 seconds left to go in the third. This may be, if they run the football, this may be the last play that we'll get in here in the third quarter. Hundley has got Clark off to his right. Hundley's going to keep it himself, run it right up the middle on a quarterback draw, and he'll take it across the 30 out to the 34-yard line. Gain of three on the carry for the senior quarterback. Second down, seven yards to go. And they are going to have to run one more play. There's about a second difference between the game clock and the play clock. So Clark to the left of Hundley as they get back up there at the second and seven from the 34. Hundley looking over everything, running the clock down as far as he can. Ten seconds to go in the third quarter. He really scours the defense and looks everything over. Drops back now after the snap. He's going to throw it up the left-hand side to Cooper and overthrew him on the sideline incomplete. Good coverage by the Lions. Ezekiel Gouch. Gouch with the coverage there. Four-tenths of a second remaining to go in this third quarter. Hundley just didn't milk it enough to get out of the third quarter. 56-7. to here in the third, and it's third down, seven yards to go for the Quakers. Clark in the backfield, and this should be the final play of the third quarter. Dropping back and dumping it off as Hundley to the 35-yard line to Clark. Clark's going to pick up three on the reception out to the 37-yard line, and that'll do it for the third quarter of play. When we come back, Erlen will have fourth down and four yards to go, but we've played three. From Schuler Field and your score, it's Mount St. Joseph 56 and Earlham 7. It was 7th grade February. I was at a friend's birthday party but texted my mom to pick me up early. I wasn't feeling well. That was Friday night. By Monday morning, I was in the ER and said my last words for the next five weeks. 
Maddie was a healthy 12-year-old athlete, so we were shocked how quickly she declined. Her medical team took extreme measures to save her life and get her healthy again. Maddie has an athlete spirit, and thanks to her diligence in rehab, she rejoined her class in 8th grade. I was determined to get back to school and rejoin my teams. Sports taught me what it takes to stay in the game, and that to me is winning. We had no idea flu could be so serious, but the great news is it's preventable. Yearly flu vaccinations for the whole family help us all stay in the game. And now every birthday reminds us of how grateful we are to be in the winner's circle. Protect yourself and your family from the flu. Visit familiesfightingflu.org. Well, as we head into the fourth and final quarter of play, 56-7, to Mount St. Joseph on top of it. Christian will punt the ball away from his 37-yard line. Low spiral kick that Speakman's going to take in at the 21. Right up the middle to the 25, 30, up the near side to the 40, 45, 50. Cuts to the near side again, 40, 35, 30. Skates the sideline, and he stepped out of bounds before he could take it to the house. That almost was his third touchdown return of the afternoon, and they'll spot him out of bounds at the 24-yard line. Boy, if he could have just kept that left foot off the white chalk, he would have had his third return for a TD today. But nonetheless, the Lions will take it over, first and ten, at the Earlham 23-yard line. That was a 56-yard return, though, for Speakman. That was his second longest return of the day, and it wasn't for a touchdown. Tid in the ball game again at quarterback. Braden from Bedford, Indiana, a sophomore. Right-handed thrower. And he's got Tucker in the backfield. Tid's going to throw it out into the flat. Complete to the 20-yard line, down to about the 15-yard line. And the number catch made by Cooper Earls. Earls picks up eight on the reception. Down to the 15-yard line, and it brings up second down and two yards to go for the line. You'd say this was an insurance touchdown, but that's just adding insult to injury. Tucker to the right of Tid. Spread formation for the Lions out of the pistol. Tid, handoff. Tucker. Tucker's going to be hit behind the line and drop for a five-yard loss. Back to the 20-yard line on a nice play by Xavier Flores coming in from his linebacker position. They just let him come through cleanly, and he took Tucker down. Now Tucker's going to go out wide to the right. Treyon Taylor is slot right. Tid, empty backfield out of the shotgun. He's going to throw the ball on the left-hand side, complete to the 20, to the 15, diving. Down to the 13-yard line is Devin Bradley. Bradley out of Swanee, Georgia. I think that was the home of Forrest Gump. An old Swanee. 13 yards, 6-yard gain, and it is first down for the Lions at the Earlham 13-yard line. First and 10 from the 13, with 13-24 remaining to go in the ballgame. Tid running the offense. Movement on the line. There's a flag down. Free play. Throw out to the left-hand side. Complete on the play for a touchdown. Thrown right into the hands of Devin Bradley. Bradley from Georgia scores his first touchdown. I think it's going to be the defensive line for Erland jumped off sides. Gave him the 
Lions a free play, and it is offsides against Erlem. Touchdown will count, and it is 50-62 now to 7. Lions on top of it. Devin Bradley with his first touchdown reception of the season. And the Lions easily with their biggest scoring output of the year, 62 points in this ballgame. Jerry Porter in to attempt the extra point. He's perfect on the afternoon. Good hold. Kick is up. And Porter drills it right through the uprights. 13-14 left to go in the ballgame. Your score. It is now 63-7. Mount St. Joseph over Earlham. Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts. Located on Cincinnati's west side. Serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration. Praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. So the Lions have taken a commanding 63-7 lead here this afternoon. And take a look at the scoreboard. Ashland defeated Michigan Tech this afternoon 48-0. Mount Union over Capital 59-14. Rose Holman is beating up on Manchester 37-6 on the road. Defiance College shutting out Anderson. The Lions will be in Anderson next week to take on the Ravens 24-0. Marietta over Wilmington, 21-13. And Hanover, Bluffton making a comeback. Hanover leading that ball game, 17-14. Dufresne kicks it off. It'll be taken in by Cooper at the 10 for Earlham. Right up the middle to the 15-20. 25, spins across the 25, and out to the 27 to make it the 28-yard line. And Erlen will have the football with 13.07 left to go in the ball game. Hiram and Kenyon tied up at 7. Overland over the College of Worcester, 7-0. And that is the look at the scoreboard here this afternoon. But the big one, Hanover and Bluffton. Hanover leading that ball game, 17-14. That would help out the Lions if Hanover would win that football game because that would catapult the Lions with a victory here this afternoon back into third place in the conference standings. Bluffton right now on top of the Lions. That's because the Lions have not had their bye week. Their bye week actually is the last week of the season. So they don't get a bye week this year. You could look at it that way or just say that their bye week is right at the very end. So it's first and ten for Earlham at their 33-yard line. They're going to stick with Hundley the entire way only because I don't think they brought their backup quarterback today. Hundley is going to run it out across the right-hand side, across the 30, out to the 32-yard line. He lost a yard on the carry. So second down and 11 yards to go. Tell you, when Hundley is done with this season, now Hundley's got to leave because his helmet got knocked off. So now we get the opportunity to see their backup quarterback, and that is number 13, Dan O'Donnell. O'Donnell? from Arcanum. He's a 6'2", 180-pound sophomore. And he gets to play so much at quarterback, they've got him listed as a DB on the roster. So O'Donnell, the quarterback, with Clark right behind him. Receivers out wide on both sides. Hand off to Clark up the middle. Clark's going to take it up to the 34-yard line. Gain of two on the carry for Clark. 
We talked about the offensive line for Mount St. Joseph early, but the Mount, the offensive line for Earlham is a work in progress also. They start three freshmen right across the middle, the two guards in the center. And that is almost suicide and college football level when you've got three freshmen starting on the interior of your offensive line. Now, the seniors are at the tackle positions, but the two guards in the center are freshmen. They can develop into something. But right now, they're a work in progress. Back into the ballgame, Hundley. Hundley on third and ten. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. Incomplete. Went right through the hands of Dalton Engel from Newcastle, Indiana. He wouldn't have had the first down, but it would have gotten them a little more yardage. Hundley leaves and leaves the punting chores up to Christian. Jordan Christian plays defensive back. And punts the football away, and he'll do it again. And let's see who is back set to return for the Lions. I can't catch his number right now. It is not Speakman, though. So Christian will punt the football away. And he does a rugby style, and it's almost blocked. May have gotten a hand on it. And it goes out of bounds in... Mount St. Joseph Territory at the 45-yard line. Not sure, but Ronald Zeiss, excuse me, from Hamilton, Zeiss may have gotten a hand on it. So it went out of bounds. They're going to mark it right at the 45-yard line, and that's where the Lions will start. And Braden Tidd will stay in at quarterback. Boy, we have got numbers on the jerseys on this drive that we have not seen all year long. Tid, the quarterback, and he's got Williamson to the right of him in the backfield. First and ten from the Lions, 45. Handoff goes to Williamson. Williamson across the 45, out to midfield, and he'll be stopped right there after a five-yard gain. Clock continuing to run with 11 and a half minutes to go in this football game. In high school, if you're up by this much, they have the continuous clock. In college, you don't have that. It just continually stops. Williamson to the left of Tid on second and five. Tid keeps it himself. He's going to take it inside the 50 to the 45 of Erlem. Another five-yard gain for Williamson, and he's got a first down. Like Blake said, we don't have the stats up and running, but Williamson ran the ball extremely well in the first half. When he had the opportunity to be in the ball game, and he's doing the same here in the second half. Williamson, and you can't say that this is the second team defense for Erlen because they didn't bring really anybody today. Handoff Williamson, stop and go behind the right tackle. Now cuts back to the left hand side, and he's going to be hit for no gain. They'll stop him right at the 45 yard line. It'll bring up second and ten. This has been one of those games. Last week, Hop said I just took the film, looked at a couple things, and pitched it. This is one of these games where you're going to put it on the, fil- on the film. You're going to show these guys the film tomorrow or Monday. And you're going to keep playing this film because these are the things that you want this team to continually do. Handoff up the middle. Corey Hastings in for Williamson now, and he takes it inside the 40 to the 39-yard line. Gain of six yards on the carry for Corey Hastings. 
And it brings up third down and five yards to go. We're under 10 minutes and running left in the ballgame. Third down and five. Receivers out wide on both sides. Tid, empty backfield now. We'll be at Anderson next week on the road. Dropping back Tid, he's going to keep it himself right up the middle on the run. Takes it inside the 40 down to the 37-yard line. He is a big fella, and he doesn't go down easy, and they'll mark him down at the 36-yard line. Tid is a sophomore quarterback, 6'2". And he weighs about 250 pounds. So on fourth down and two, the Lions will send in the punting unit, and that means Jerry Porter. Porter has had a 56-yarder today. That's his best punt of the afternoon. 8.50 and running, left to go in the ballgame. And Porter will punt it away from his 36. It's a high snap, and he's going to put that one high. Trying to the coffin corner kick. It'll hit at the 10, take an Erlen bounce outside the 10 to the 15, and the Lions will let it bounce and down it at the 18-yard line. Just an 18-yard punt net for Porter, but he was trying to pin Earlham inside their 20, and in all intents and purposes, he did what he was supposed to do as he kicked down it at the 18-yard line. So 8.34 remaining to go in the ballgame, 63-7. Mount St. Joseph on top of it. Anderson, Indiana, the opponent next week. Lions would love nothing better than to finish second in the conference. Like Blake said, chances of a Heartland Conference championship this year are slim and none because of the loss to Rose last week. But Franklin's still coming up on the horizon. And if Rose could beat Franklin next week, and then Mount St. Joseph could finish out the rest of the year, including a win over Franklin, they could finish second in the conference. Dropping back is Hundley, and Hundley is going to throw it complete to Clark after a deflected pass. Clark picked it up off his shoes across the 15 out to the 17-yard line. Maybe a yard gain on the reception. Now they're going to say no gain right at the 17-yard line. So it's second and 10 for the Quakers. And Franklin is going to have the benefit of having the extra week off this week to get ready for Rose next week. Warming up on the sideline for the Lions is Brady Moyers out of Knoxville, Tennessee, junior quarterback. Hand off to Clark. He may see some action here late in this ballgame. Clark's going to take it across the 25 out to the 26-yard line. Gain of eight on the play, and it's third down and two yards to go. Seven and a half minutes remaining in the ballgame. A gain of eight yards to the Earlham 26, third down and two. So it's third down, two yards to go. And Hundley looking things over. Tell you what, I'll bet quarterback meetings are interesting with him because he examines every part of that defense before he ever runs the play. I'd love to know what he's trying to check out defensively because he just scours the entire thing. Across Hundley is going to take it across the 30 on the quarterback keeper out to the 33-yard line. He's got the first down after a gain of six. 
And we're under seven minutes and running left to go in the ballgame. Try to check some scores here and see how Michigan and Indiana came out this week. And we'll try to get that for you here in just a second. Michigan, in overtime, defeated Indiana 27-20. to So the Wolverines come up with a big win on the road. Dropping back Hundley. Hundley's going to throw it up to Cooper. It'll be intercepted. Stepping in front of the pass intended for Cooper is Ezekiel Gouch. Gouch from Lithonia, Georgia. The freshman stepped right in front of that pass and intercepted it. The first of his career. And the Lions have the football first and ten in Earlham Territory. 6.23 left to go in the ballgame. Your score. It's Mount St. Joseph 63 and Earlham 7. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash MBA. Charlie Mullins from Newport, Kentucky into the ballgame now. And Mullins is going to keep it around left end inside the 40 to the 35 and run out of bounds at the 32-yard line. 12-yard game for Charlie Mullins. The senior from Newport, Kentucky just across the river. A 13-yard pickup. And a 13-yard pickup gives the Lions a first down. In the backfield with Mullins is Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller, first time. I'll check that. Nick Parker, excuse me. Nick Parker in the backfield. At running back, Parker gets the handoff up the middle across the 30, down to the 25, to the 23-yard line. And he is close to a first down after a gain of 10 on the play. That offensive line was patched together today. And that's the way the Lions played it all afternoon. Now Brady Moyers into the ballgame, the junior from Knoxville, Tennessee, taking the place of Charlie Mullins. So Moyers getting some playing time at quarterback today also. 520 and running. Second down, call it a yard to go for the Lions. Moyers is going to keep it right up the middle. He's got the first down across the 20 and down to the 16-yard line. Six yards on the carry for Brady Moyers. And it's a first down for the Lions. And now the Lions are going to go with alternating quarterbacks. Mullins is back into the ball game. So Moyers back in. And Moyers will leave. So Mullins, the quarterback right now. He'll take the snap from center. High snap over the head of Mullins, and it's going to be picked up by Parker. Parker at the 30, cuts it to the 25, 20, 15, and he'll be down at the 11-yard line. He took something that was about a 10-yard loss and made it into an 8-yard gain. Boy, what a heads-up play by Parker, and that's the way this ball game has been all day long. And it brings up second and four. As the Lions will mark Parker down at the 10-yard line. So it's second and four. And back into the ball game. Well, staying in the ball game, excuse me, is Mullins. Mullins will stay in on second and four. Lions can get a first down inside the six-yard line. 
High snap again, but Mullins pulls it down. He's going to roll out to the left-hand side. He can't find anybody. Now he rolls back to the right, and he's going to be hit at the 20 and dropped at the 21-yard line. There wasn't much that Mullins could do there. And it's third down after the loss of nine and 13 yards to go, and Moyers is back into the ballgame at quarterback. Last time I saw a quarterback rotation like this was the old Dallas Cowboys with Roger Staubach, Cincinnati native, and Craig Morton. Back the year they won the Super Bowl in 71. Boy, am I really dating myself. Trips out to the right-hand side. Moyers with Parker in the backfield on third and 13. Again, a high snap. Moyers is going to keep it himself right up the middle to the 15 to the 14-yard line. So a gain of about four on the carry for Moyers. Three minutes and running left to go in the ballgame. And it's 63-7. to And it's punting time now for the Lions. Fourth down and eight. And what will they do here? not going to punt the ball. They're going to come in and attempt a field goal. And coming in to attempt a field goal is not Dufresne and it's not Porter. It is Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller, a senior from Boca Raton, Florida. He's a sidewinder, and this is his first opportunity to kick a field goal. They'll spot it at the 21, so it's a 31-yard attempt. Low snap, but he gets the kick off, and the kick is good. 2.33 left to go in the ball game. Your score is now Mount St. Joseph 66. And Earlham 7. If you like great food at a great price and great company, JTAP Sports Bar and Grill on Glenway is the place. The official home for Mount St. Joseph Lions football before and after every game. Pete and his staff provide fast and attentive service with the food and their excellent craft beer selection with 20 different names on tap. On Sundays, JTAP has the NFL Sunday ticket with a different game on each screen. Monday is wing night, Tuesday is boneless night, and Wednesday is gyro night. Open at 11 a.m. every day at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill on 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Your home for Mount St. Joe Lions football. And right now the Lions are on top of this one, 66 to seven. Ohio State playing at Nebraska tonight. That game will get underway at 7:30. And let's see, UNLV over to the Air Force right now at 27 to seven. Michigan beating up on Indiana. That game is not a final yet. The Michigan leads in overtime, 27 to 20. South Carolina beat Tennessee this afternoon, 15 to 9. We'll go over all the scores on the postgame show at the end of this one. 2:33 remaining to go in the ball game, 66 to 7. Lions on top of it, and kicking it off for the Lions is Joel Onorado. Onorado out of Cincinnati, and he kicks it through the end zone and. Out of play, so the touchback will give it to Earlham at their own 20-yard line. This has not been a fun trip into Cincinnati for the Quakers. Hundley has had to play the whole way, and you know after this one, mainly really after every game, Hundley has got to take a bath because he has got to soak himself trying to soothe those aching muscles. Hundley comes up to the line of scrimmage. Clark right behind him. This is the pistol version of the I formation. And Hundley with the play clock at five. Takes the snap hand off to Clark. Clark across the 25 out to the 26-yard line. Gain of about a yard on the play. Second and nine. A two-yard game to the Earlham 27. So Earlham, 
will continue on, and next week they will be playing at home against Hanover. Hanover was beating Bluffton earlier today. Let's see if we can pick up a score on that one. Right now, Hundley on second down, nine yards to go from the 26-yard line, takes the snap. He'll run the keeper around the left-hand side, take it out to the 24, a gain of two on the play. And it brings up third down and seven yards to go. Anderson losing to Defiance College. That's the Mounts game next week on the road, 24-0. And Bluffton still down to Hanover, 24-21 in the fourth quarter of play. So Hanover looking at picking up the victory over Bluffton, and if they do, that will catapult Mount St. Joseph back into third place in the conference standings. Third down, seven yards to go for Hundley. And he takes the snap, drops back, looks out to his left-hand side, rolls out to the right, looking upfield, and he throws a pass incomplete, and a flag coming in from the back judge about 20 yards behind the play, and he threw the flag correctly because the intended receiver was immediately hit before the ball ever got there. Corey Peters was the intended receiver of freshman. A minute seven left to go in the ball game. So the penalty, pass interference called against the Lions will give Earlham the automatic first down outside their 40 to the 41-yard line. So it's first down 10 for the Quakers. And this could be the longest minute in football history because the Quakers are going to just pitch the football up the field. Hundley looking things over. Play clock at 15. So he's got plenty of time. Play clock to stop. And Hundley's going to keep it himself. Sidesteps the tackler across the 40 to the 45. He's going to take on a tackler and run out of bounds at the 50-yard line. Went one-on-one with Joshua Knott from Atlanta, Georgia, a freshman. Boy, the Lions do a lot of recruiting in the state of Georgia. Ball at midfield, nine yards on the carry for Hundley. Clock stops on the out-of-bounds play, 59.2 seconds remaining. Lions will go to 4-3 and three overall, 3-2 three and two in conference play. And Earlham is going to lose their 39th consecutive game. Hundley up the middle to Clark. Clark into Mount St. Joseph territory inside the 45 to the 43-yard line. That's a gain of eight on the play. And a first down for the Lions, for the Quakers. 45 seconds and running left to go. Wholesale substitutions now defensively for the Lions. Hundley comes up to the line of scrimmage. Play clock just down to 20. Game clock at 33. This may be the last play of the game. Hundley out of the pistol formation. Handoff goes to Clark. Now Hundley's going to keep it. He's going to run it up the right side, take it across the 40, down to the 37-yard line for a gain of five on the carry. 16 seconds, and that should do it. Hundley's just going to walk off the field, and that will do it. So your final score here this afternoon as the clock winds down from Schuler Field. Mount St. Joseph wins the football game by a final score of 66-7 to to put their record up to 
four and three overall, three and two in conference play, while Earlham drops their 39th consecutive game and goes to 0 and six. Your final score, 66 to seven, Mount St. Joseph. Blake and I will be back to wrap it up and go over the scoreboard after this final timeout. Are you a small business owner that wants more customers? Of course. What business wouldn't? I'm Dave Mitchell. What if I told you I could help you increase your customer base by 2,000%? You'd wonder how, right? OneCom Media can give you all the details. We can show you how to increase your customer base and give you a great return on your investment for your website. This means more customers, more business, and more money in your pocket. Get more details by calling me at OneCom Media. The number is 513-268-2799. Increase your customers with OneCom Media. 513-268-2799. Hi, I'm Jim Lachey. Studies show that students who play school sports tend to have better attendance records, higher grade point averages, and fewer discipline problems, and are more likely to pursue a college education. High school sports also teach leadership, character, and provide a foundation for becoming a good citizen. Let's respect the game, and remember to keep the student first and student-athlete. This message brought to you by the Ohio High School Athletic Association. So the Lions come back home after a loss last week to Rose Holman, and they win their football game back at home, 66-7 to this afternoon to Earlham. Mount St. Joseph now 4-3 and on the season. They are 3-2 and in Heartland Conference action, and we want to keep an eye on that Hanover-Bluffton score because coming into this afternoon, Mount St. Joseph was in fourth place in the conference, 2-2, two and to Bluffton's 2-1. and Now, Bluffton actually has a game lead on Mount St. Joseph because of the fact that they beat the Lions here at home on that last-second field goal about three weeks ago. But if Hanover can beat Bluffton, that would give them a 2-2 and conference record, and Mount St. Joseph would take advantage of the bye week coming up at the end of the season, and they would have a 3-2 and conference record and be back into third place. And depending upon what happens, the Lions in that game between Franklin and Rose Holman the Lions still have Franklin coming up on the horizon on their schedule, and they could literally end up in second place in conference action. So when we look at the scoreboard this afternoon and see what the scores are, we have got Hanover over Bluffton in the fourth quarter of play, 31-28. to So it's a three-point Hanover lead, and we'll try to have a final score for you before we go off the air this afternoon. Elsewhere in the Heartland Conference, Defiance shutting out Anderson. That's Mount St. Joseph's game next week, 24 to nothing. And Rose Holman beating Manchester this afternoon, 44 to 13. So that's a look at the scoreboard from this afternoon. Now next week's games in the Heartland Conference have Mount St. Joe at Anderson. Franklin will be at Rose Holman. That is the big game next week. Hanover goes to Earlham next week. Earlham's going to try to break that 39-game losing streak at home next week against Hanover. And Bluffton will play at Manchester next week. So that those are your games in the Heartland Conference next week. We, unfortunately, we can't look at any scores for you this afternoon or any scoring plays because the stats are down. But nonetheless, it's been an excellent ball game this afternoon for Mount St. Joseph. 66-7, to your final score here today. Our thank to Blake Watson for helping us out here this afternoon, the SID at Mount St. Joseph University. Our thanks to all the help we got from Nick Johnson and Ty Hopperton, along with our pregame guest, the offensive line coach, Thomas Good. Our thanks to all of our sponsors this afternoon, our producer Greg Mitchell, but most of all our thanks go out to you for listening here today. I'm Dave Mitchell reminding you once again the final score from Schuler Field on this Saturday afternoon. It was the Lions 66, 
and Earlham 7. Until next time, I'm Dave Mitchell. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to an UltimateSportsTalk.com presentation of Mount St. Joseph University football. This game has been brought to you by the Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore at 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Murphy's Promotions. Call 330-464-1970. Mount St. Joseph University. The Wishbone on Delhi. Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. Call 330-830-9760. And by JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Join us next time for Mount St. Joseph Lions Sports. This has been an Ultimate Sports Talk Internet Radio presentation.